in a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. What's the deal, Panther fans? It's your boy, Tony Dunn, a.k.a. The Professor. It's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. This is the longest-running Panthers podcast, nine years strong, homie. We appreciate your support, um, and you can call into the show at 252-228-5098. Tonight's show, Matt Rule plays favorites as Panther fans rage. I would almost say uh, Matt Rule plays favorites as we found out. He's the most hated man in Panther Nation history at this point. I mean, it is close. I mean, there's a couple other people that might be the most uh, disliked or disgusting players right i mean because of what they've done in their personal lives but gosh i can i don't know if it's just social media and how in tune and how intertwined we are uh with the way we all feel but i have never seen a person uh that has garnered so much ire as matt rule we'll talk about that we'll talk about the playoffs we'll talk about the carolina panthers game um against the saints briefly and how will they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers second string? Holy cow. How, 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 well, I'll tell you how, well, I'll tell you, I don't know how they will, but I'll tell you who will talk about it with me. And that's Cody Lashney, my co-host, my wheel man. Welcome back to the C3 Panthers podcast. Oh, muted, muted, muted. Shame on me. Shame on me. And you know what? Shame on the Panthers, too, because uh, they keep on putting us at 425 to humiliate us in front of the nation, dude. Yeah, it'll be fun. We'll enjoy the last game of the season in style. Uh, But listen, man, through thick and thin, you know what the gig is. There is nowhere I'd rather be on a Tuesday night than sitting here, chilling with my boys, talking about my favorite football team, even in spite of all of their woes. With the best Panther fans in all of YouTube, you already know him and love him. It's our man Drew, Andrew Park, Cody C13, JB the Great, Joey the Blind Panther, Kegelfort, Kyle, Matt Knows Nothing, Maddie Matt, Mindless Bird, Panther Pickle, Panthers Rule, Shane Reed, Tony Dunn. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. This should be a season in review show, but it turns out there's an extra week in the NFL this year. The year we needed it the least. COVID striking all of these teams, busting all these players out of the game, or at least for a moment, and then they just let them back in after a couple of a couple of positive tests or negative tests in five days. Now we change the guidelines. Get this football show on the road. But gosh. We got to watch this damn Panthers team for one more week. One more week, CK. Make yeah. sure you're not muted because I'm everybody not. else is I'm there. here. There you I'm go. here. I'm ready to one go. One more week of this. 17. Why this year? Why? Why did they debut the 17-week 17, 17 season or 17-game season with this Panther team? Jesus. 
Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been. Listen, I mean, it, and, and there's going to be an argument now about whether it was worth it, right? You know, when you're starting to see some. <laughs> Not these, for us. Well, I mean, you are starting to see some of these uh, players start to accumulate injuries, and in, on these last, um, on the last day of 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 the or the last month, or I guess game of the season with the extended season, there are going to be people getting hurt tomorrow, and it's going to raise that question of whether the the 17 game season is going to be worth it especially if anybody of note on a playoff contending team is going to actually go down. That'll be a, another conversation to have. Um, but man, I'm ready to go. I'm like I said, I hate to say it. I've never been more excited for a season to be over uh, than I am this season. Um, it's, you know, it, it's a weird feeling because I, we talk about it all the time. It's, it's a season where there feels like there's no hope. And I hate that. Like with every pack, like it just, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Like I would even say like the questions about whether or not we're going to be high and having a high draft pick. I don't really know that even our draft position is going to be a, a savior for us moving forward because we have so little to offer any, for, you know, any free agents, any, any trade uh, bait for any, you know, notable players that might be able to help us in the future. Um, it's uh it's a bit dismal, but I'm definitely ready for this to be over so we can talk about some uh some other things other than how bad the Panthers are right now. It's been a tough one. It's been a tough one, and I tell you, uh, people didn't know they they forget what you you don't know what you have until you don't have it, right? Is that that's don't why I know what you got? Is that a song? It's gone. Okay, the uh, <laughs> the. <laughs> It's kind of that's why everybody why your health is always the most important thing is that you always take your health for granted until you don't have it. Um, True. This is what I warned and warned and warned about while everybody used to talk junk about Cam, even when he was in the midst of somewhat his prime. Right. Is that and they would talk about, oh, he's not the best passer. Oh, you know, it's like it was nitpicking, nitpicking everything to death. But I tell you, the land uh, without a quarterback is a life not worth living. I mean, it's a tough, it's a tough road to a tough road to hoe a life without a quarterback, and that is kind of what we have entered is land without a quarterback, and that is, I think, where the desperation uh, or kind of that craziness with the Carolina Panthers or the fans has kind of set in for us is that in the past you could just say injury or something and you're like, oh, well, next year we can build, we can do this. But right now we don't have the North Star. We look up into the sky, Greg, the Bat Daddy, the Stat Daddy 52. We look up into the sky and there's no North Star for this Carolina Panthers team at this point. And um, I don't know if it's quarterback alone, but a lot of questions have fallen on Matt Rule. Um, and that is where we're trying to get some orientation. How you doing, Greg? I'm doing all right, man. I'm, I'm right there with you on it. It seems like this team is directionless at the moment and they don't have a star to follow. It's that kind of that feeling, you know, you, you feel like you can see the light, but it's a train at the end of the tunnel, you know, Ooh, I hope um, it's not. Th- there was somebody mentioned in the chat a minute ago, we were, were this a second ago, we were talking about a uh, 17 game season and how we're so ready for this season to be over. So tired of feeling like this. I'm tired of getting ready for the draft in week 10. I can't remember who said it in the chat earlier, but doesn't it feel like for the last few years it's been like that? Around week 9 or 10, we're getting ready for the draft? Yep. Like, it's so, man, it's so irritating. I'm... 
Here's you know what's crazy snow. about that? Cody is. Um, I saw somebody put up a stat that said uh, we're the first three and O team, or the worst three and O team ever. So we yeah. started well, three and O and then finished five and twelve. Five and twelve. If we lose this next game, yeah. because there's seventeen games, the last the yeah, other teams that have done be. it had yeah. to do it, and you know, so we can get one more loss than those jerks. Yeah. One of the Chargers teams did it. Um, I, I think one of the, I think maybe the Jaguars did it once or something. Yeah, it's not good company to be in, and that's that's who we are. Tell us what you think about this Carolina Panthers team. What we need to talk about, folks. I want you guys to jump in that chat room right now. There is a lively, lively fan base here every week with us on Tuesdays after the games for all the in-between content we do throughout the week we appreciate your support smash the thumbs up button subscribe be a part of the conversation by jumping in the youtube chat which is always popping and calling into the show at 252-228-5098 that's 252-228-5098 tell us what you want to talk about because this is a podcast where we're all in a car riding to and from the game together by fans for fans don't forget Without us, football is just a kid's game. What are we talking about tonight, Cody? Yeah, so listen, we have a lot uh, on the agenda tonight. Um, you know, as Greg and uh, Doug Stoyevsky mentioned earlier, you know, we're always tired of the draft uh, coming around so early for Panther fans. And uh, you brought this up in our, our chat, Tony. We uh, We need a few things to happen. Uh, preferably the New York Giants to come up with the victory over the Ron Rivera-led Washington football team. And the Carolina Panthers will have officially secured the fifth pick in the draft. Um, And, uh, you know, uh, again, we have to talk about a lot of things concerning this pick. Do we just take a player? Do we use this top five pick to maybe trade back and acquire some more draft capital, which – the Panthers are frankly desperately in need of. Um, I mean, there's a there's a lot that goes into this, but also what's the likelihood that uh, the Giants do lose or do win and Who beat they the playing? Washington football team? Ron Rivera, Washington football team. Uh, yeah, they're going to lose that game. They have an opportunity to win, though. I mean, uh, you're right. That's a good point. You know, if it was if they were facing Dallas, I mean, I'd have a different scenario. I'd say, you know, oh no, no hope whatsoever. But they're facing the 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 Washington football team, um, who are all but you know out of the contention of the playoffs at this point. Um, so I mean, I don't really know what they're going to be playing for other than draft spot uh, either. So yeah. What does that do? All right. So yeah, I guess they would stay at six and ten. Um, the Washington football team. Which, by the way, did you hear that they're gonna they're announcing the? I heard, yeah. The and the name, and then I heard on the radio too from just some. I mean, I didn't. It was just like Doug Gottlieb or somebody like that. But they said if you're a Wolves, if you're pulling for the Wolves or the Red Wolves to be the name, you'd be disappointed. That's what I heard. Have you guys heard any any leaks? Yeah. So I saw one. I saw one. Apparently. Someone had registered the website Washington Admirals, and when you clicked on the website, it would link you to the Washington football team. Now I don't know if it still does that. Mm, um, interesting, but yeah, that's uh, that's one of the um, the the popular ones that that's 
going around right now. Um, the, okay. the Washington football team is weirdly a part of my ice up paint tonight. So I won't. I won't no, be too no. All right, we'll no. save it. All right, we'll stick with this draft talk right here. The uh, New York Giants, we are all New York Giants fans this week, it seems. And Buck fans. And who? And And Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, God, that made it really sting. Yeah. That hurt, CK. Yeah. That hurt. I mean, how are you going to feel if we win? (laughs) Like, is it going to make you feel good if we win? Well, I mean, is there even a scenario I mean, where we do know. win? I mean, what could the Panthers <laughs> possibly do? Uh, I mean, CK, you said this earlier. Like, do we even have a chance to win if they play their second string players? Right. And frankly, I don't Which know that they, they are. do. Which they uh, are going to. And yeah, I, don't, I mean, and I think it's a great question. And, uh, well, I mean, I think we have to start asking ourselves, is this a trap game? Is there any chance that the Carolina Panthers pulled this off when they're resting their starters. They're, uh, you know, yeah. they're just kind of trying to stay healthy for the playoffs. I mean, is there actually a chance that we pull this off? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, progressively I say that because right now, if you look at that, I don't know what our, our tiebreaker would be with any of those four, six and 10 teams. I know uh, Washington would have the tiebreaker over top of us. So they would have a, um, a higher draft pick, not a lower one. If we were six and ten with them, or six and eleven, um, right. who uh, else was it? It what was Washington, Seattle. Um, it was Washington, Seattle, Chicago. Uh, yeah, so those three, and uh, so I mean, I, and there's a possibility we jump all the way back up how to, they to eight. I hate how um, they determine that mess. Um, because for Chicago, it'd probably be. Who they have beaten that we have beaten, maybe, yeah. or where be a uh, NFC record, probably strength of schedule, then versus yeah. one another. If you have a head to head record, like we Ooh, do with that's all the, the good NFCs, thing. um, all the teams we have beaten, except for one, has been AFC. Is the strength of schedule what it was based on determined at the beginning of the year, or what is after the results at the end of the year? I believe it's at the beginning of the year. Okay, so so if they projected a team to be fantastic and they end up sucking at the end of the year, then at the end of the year you still get them as being a fantastic team on your strength of schedule? I believe I, so. I yeah, that'd be weird. I, I, I do believe so. Because, huh. again, it would change week to week, the strength of schedule, I mean, depending. Um, okay. But I don't know. I'm not I'm not a 1,000% certain on it. Um I mean, right, here again. it goes. This is from the NFL doc, like from NFL rules, the rules site it says in situations where teams finish the previous seasons with identical records, the determination of draft position is decided by strength of schedule, the aggregate winning percentage of a team's opponents. So, so what they then area. actually is look okay. is yeah is like what they finish with. Gotcha. That makes and more so sense. how all right the team that played the schedule with the lowest winning percentage would be awarded the higher pick. If the teams have the same strength of schedule, division or conference tiebreakers are applied. If the divisional or conference tiebreakers are not applicable, or ties still exist between the teams of different conferences, ties will be broken by the following tie-breaking method. Ooh, this sounds cool. Head-to-head, if applicable. (laughs) 
So actually, it sounds like this is they, I, uh, you know what? You don't even have to get into all of the things that this is actually a cool list when I get to it, is that they look at those teams and they really look at the people they played and they look at the records of the people they played that year. So like you look at who, um, I guess, who Seattle has played versus who we have played and who's got the better record. Right. Well, that's the that's, first one. And here's the cool list about that, which is strange. I feel like that's such an easy way to do it. But I mean, I is a how do you even get to this? Like, how could that even be? Imagine if the if that was like 7.25. How could you have set two 7.25s? Like, I mean, that would be wild. Well, you know, then, like, mean, with, but then I it think goes, that's why they factor in a bunch of other different different things too, like no. You know, head but head that's schedule. like the first thing. And if that is like, if they both have a 7.5, the way I read it is if they both have like a 7.5, which is kind of strange, like that would be hard for both teams to have the same exact strength of schedule, right? That means they would have to have played this, basically the same exact teams. Anyway, yeah. um, then the list goes head to head next. Best one, so if they played each other, best one loss tied percentage in common games. What does that mean? Best, here, I'll share this. So any opponents that you had in common, whoever had the better record against those? Yeah, record against common opponents. One thing I think is crazy that I don't know if I'm learning here or maybe I'm misunderstanding is the first thing was strength of schedule. Head to right. head didn't head to head didn't come down the road. So looking at that, in theory, if if the three teams ahead of us that have four four losses or four wins all win, you just look at who we, they play, and we lose. In theory, if we had a strength of schedule, we can move up to third, right? Ooh, if it goes no, by this strength is right of here. schedule, this is first, the exact rules right here. You can't, yes, right. Yeah. This is right here. In situations where teams finish the previous season with identical records, the determination of draft position is decided by strength of schedule. The aggregate winning percentage of a hmm. team's opponents, the right, team that so, played the huh. schedule with the lowest winning percentage, with the lowest winning percentage, the team that. Ooh, so they have to play the worst teams? Yeah, well, the ones that had the worst winning played against the worst winning percentage or worst, excuse so me. So they the lost to the worst teams. Yeah, then they're the Ooh. worst because they had the easiest schedule. And, they and still that's the way I read it record. too, Greg, is that like that is the, the main determinant. And then if for some strange reason that number is identical. Then they have all those factors. Then they go to this. Which I feel like I've always been thinking that losing to the Saints was important. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's actually not. You're actually hoping they lose to shitty teams. Right. Right. So, does that mean that we can be third if the strength of schedule calculations add up and those three teams win and we lose? Then we'll have four teams that are 5 and 11 or 5 and 12. You would have to hope that the, I guess, what is pull it back up again, Cody? Yep. Um, oh, I removed myself. <laughs> We're fighting. We are screen shiting. <laughs> yeah, because look, um, uh, the, the Texans, the Jets, and the Giants, if they all win and we lose, then that's four teams. Yeah, four teams that are five and 12. So whoever has the, the easiest strength of schedule there 
would be the number three seed. See who the Jets have lost to. Uh, Kenneth says, highest we can pick is five. If Houston, Jets, and Giants, and Panthers all have the same record, Giants beat Why? Us and that's, beat that's what Houston I thought too, Panthers. That's what I thought, too. I thought the, heads, the head-to-head was the first determining factor, but by the rules we're reading, it's saying that it starts with strength of right. schedule. That's what it, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, just by the way I'm reading it, maybe I misunderstood this whole time. And this is who the Jets have played. Look at the, listen to these teams. They played the Panthers. They lost to the Panthers. Was that, I mean, that one's going to help them. Yeah. Right. That helps them. Uh, They lost to the Patriots. They've lost to the Broncos. They've lost to the Titans. Uh, They've lost to the Falcons. They've lost to the Patriots again. The Bengals. The Colts are good. The Bills are good. The Dolphins are good. They won against the Texans. They lost against the Eagles. We lost against the Eagles. They lost against the Saints. We lost against... I feel like this. Oh, they... Well, they beat the Jaguars, though. Interesting. You know what? We're going to... That is the... Remember this. Somebody, a C3 Nation, the chat, or whatever we call y'all... In the chat, y'all remember this. We're gonna get we're gonna have to get a draft expert on because that is I'm with Greg. The way I read that uh-huh. is that it has nothing to do with um the head to head wreck. Well, I mean it does, but like I mean, if you think yeah. about it, like and the aggregates, right? Aggregate means it doesn't mean average, right? So uh the Charlotte Observer 12 hours ago. They put out something that said the Panthers can pick as high as sixth or as low as fourth. So we could end up picking fourth. Um, Because the the Giants, right? The Giants. So so maybe, maybe, yeah, two of those below us, their strength of schedule must be better than ours is what they're saying, I guess. And one of them is not. Yeah. Well, then at least we won't have too much time to uh, get wasted before the Panthers pick on draft night, Tony. Oh, yeah, but we still got the rest of the show that we got to get. What do you think? Um, uh, speaking of, all right, so a good point is that there is, um, you know, the draft, man, boy, Tony at pick 25 is a, is a tough guy to deal with. <laughs> on this but uh, crazy here. The, the Panthers are going to go into this draft. I mean, there's going to be a lot of questions being asked about what you do. Do you go quarterback? Do you invest in this offensive line, which we finally have seen a head coach come out this week and say it's time to invest in the offensive line. Uh, but the question is, will that will that coach even be here? You know, I mean, there's a lot of questions to be answered before the draft. Yep. Um, does picking between six and four help us this year? And uh, does it, what does it change? Does it help a trade back or does it? I know, I know this is so speculative, but are we at, are we just at the range we're at? We're just kind of we're not at the top, we're not the one two pick, but we're not at the nine ten pick. I mean, well, is that but just listen, where we're at? at the end of the day, it, it's a premium pick, and one of the things that we heard Scott Fitterer say is after pick sixteen, he doesn't view a lot of difference between those late first round picks to those early second round picks. So, again, this is going to be a test of who Scott Fitterer is as a general manager because maybe there are teams that are going to be looking to move up into the top five, 
The only problem with that is it's just normally for a quarterback where teams are going to trade up. Um, at this year, the quarterback draft class is not that great. There are guys that are probably going to be available all throughout the first round, um, knowing that you're going to have to move up to get. So uh, that doesn't necessarily bode well for us. But at the same time, man, uh, you know, if we're able to land a premium offensive line pick, we should probably do so. I mean, the left tackle from Alabama, uh, from Mississippi State, there's a bunch of options at that pick. We just have to make sure it's the right pick. Or could we get adequate value if we did figure out how to trade back a little bit? I mean, this is going to be a question that we're going to be talking about pretty much the remainder of this offseason. I mean, and, and I, that brings me to my question, though. You talked about left tackle. Um, what do we think is the most appropriate approach with that? Like, do we think that Brady Christensen is the left tackle we keep and that we need to focus on the guards? Because since Trey Turner left, we haven't had a situation with guards where we felt comfortable um, at all. Um, I mean, do we do that? Or what, what? what's the answer at this point? Well, it goes back to this Matt Rule refusing to play Brady Christensen the majority of the season. By the way, he doubled down again. And Tony, I know you, I saw it you. It wasn't even. Yeah, it was just. I saw you commenting on this that uh, Matt Rule is still doubling down that he doesn't know what Brady Christensen's uh, future position in the NFL is going to be. I and don't I, even care if he's right, Cody. I mean, if he's he might be right. Who cares? Who cares at this point? I don't, the I, offensive I line is dog shit. Like you say, you always say it's dog shit. It, yeah, but I never said the dirt type stuff. And no, but I mean, in theory, the whole line has been crap. And so, you know what? And, and Christensen has been, we don't know if he's really good or whatever. Who cares if he's good or not good? He's the best thing. Like he hasn't been the worst thing. And he's been barely given an opportunity. So there's no reason for that to be the problem at this moment. It's the wrong time to triple down on that. He might be wrong. In eight years, we might say Brady Christensen's an all-pro guard. And we'd be like, oh, Matt Rule was right. But this is not the time to be saying that. Like, it's like the dumbest time to be saying that. It's not so, even right. You know, I mean, is who cares if, if who cares? They're all, so thank you for playing left guard. You should be going kissing his ass at this point. I'm at left tackle. But Thank I mean, you. if you already have a franchise left tackle, like what if Brady Christensen is a franchise left tackle? What if, what but, if, what what if, if I don't, don't, even, but, but let me ask, don't even know? Let me ask you, Cody, do you think from what you've seen of Brady Christensen in college and in the pros, just I know it's been all over the place, is he better than anybody, that, than a, a person we could get as a left tackle, like you said, the guy from Alabama or Mississippi State? Like, is no, he better than I mean, no, there, there are guys that are going to be available that are – first round left tackles that you talk about taking with a top 10 pick, right? Brady Christensen never was that. Yeah. He never was that for a myriad of different reasons. You know, you talk about arm length, but then you also talk about the level of competition uh, that he played against too uh, when he was at BYU. So no, it's something that we really don't know a lot yet. Like we really, that's why this year Matt rule failed this team so heavily. To not get Brady Christensen and Deontay Brown the requisite amount of reps, uh, and just to to see what kind of player you have on the, on your offensive line, it's important for your talent evaluation going forward. So you know if you need to spend more draft picks 
on offensive line later down the road. Uh, it's been an absolute abject failure to do so on Matt Rule's part. It's going to be an interesting, interesting, um, I guess, uh, pre, pre, prelude to the draft. You know, that's really what we're going to be interested in is how the Carolina Panthers approach um, free agency and how they deal with their staff going forward. You know, is this Matt Rule? Let's uh, run it one more time. Are you going to give him the the latitude to pick a or the opportunity to pick another quarterback, this and that? And maybe or we're, we're talking about I would like to look at that list and say, what are the other teams around us interested in picking? You know, um, Jacksonville picked a quarterback last year. What are they going to be picking? Yeah. They need to pick an offensive lineman, obviously. Yeah, Everybody's going to be picking offensive linemen probably ahead of us. I yeah. will say that. But uh, it might be take a offensive lineman there at five, six, or wherever you're at. And, and the, some people are talking about trading back. But you also got to believe a team wants to trade up. So there better be a premium wide receiver that somebody – wants to move from 12 right. to six, four or something like that, which is, I, I think that's a long shot. You, usually people move for quarterbacks, right? I so, can, I, can, I mean, I but what, what about this picking an offensive lineman in that top 10 and then trading back into the first next year's first for QB. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know, but it just depends on, on what quarterback we're talking about. Matt Corral has been the big-time name in this year's class that people have been talking about, and uh, he hurt himself in his bowl game. So his stock might drop a little bit because of that injury. We, we talk about Kenny Pickett, but the thing with Kenny Pickett that everybody talks about is he has, you know, uh, just like Brady Christensen has the T-Rex arms, well, Kenny Pickett has baby hands. Okay, and oh, at a, God. And at got little Teddy Bridgewater hands. At the at the quarterback position, you want to have bigger hands, and you think that if Fitterer and Rule, if they're such size queens, then they, you know that that they're probably uh you know maybe wouldn't be too high on Kenny Pickett. But then at the same time, Matt Rule once upon a time recruited Kenny Pickett to come and play quarterback at Temple. And he was gonna play quarterback at Temple. He would until, take anybody though at Temple. He would take anybody at Temple though. Yeah. I mean, if you yeah. think about it. Um, Joe Persian article confirmed. I'm trying to find what's next on the docket. So um another one that has um has been talked about a lot today. Uh Jim Harbaugh is rumored to be uh, interested in making his NFL return. And, uh, you know, a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of people just online in general are speculating that, hey, maybe John, uh, Jim Harbaugh rather should come here. So my question to everyone else uh, in the chat room and on this panel is, what's the possibility that should David Tepper fire Matt Rule, would he open up the checkbook for Jim Harbaugh, and how would you feel about that decision? Hmm. I want to let CK go first because we talked about this a little bit beforehand, and I have a counterpoint to his, so I want to put him. Okay, go ahead. Zero percent chance he comes to the Carolina Panthers, and I say this for a couple of reasons. Um, right now, if he came back to the NFL, 
his entire goal would be about prestige. He could make more money as a college coach than he can uh, than he would as an NFL coach right now. Like his 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 value is way more. Um, you know, uh, I guess he's more valuable in that in that arena than he is here, right? Um, so what that means is if he's actually considering coming to the NFL, it has little to do with money and everything to do with being able to have prestige. He's looking at this organization as inept right now. Um, when you look at the possible job openings that are out there, you have Jacksonville, right? Um, right there alone, that already kind of speaks to the the uh, high level. Like that's probably going to be one of the highly sought after uh, positions, right? Um, you have possibilities of Seattle if they end up getting rid of Pete Carroll up there, you know, in Seattle. Um, I mean, there's there's more places right now um, that are better options than the Carolina Panthers. Um, and, you know, from the idea of being able to go in there, even the Raiders, for instance, you know, you have you have more opportunity to get those people where they need to go because they have less holes. And some might say Jacksonville has less more like more holes. The problem with Jacksonville is they have a quarterback they can that is a linchpin um, that they can build around, and I think that that's something that is that is way more attractive than what we have going on right now. So there is zero percent chance that I see uh, Jim Harbaugh making a decision to come to the Panthers, regardless of what the checkbook looks like. Okay, hmm. you make some really good points there, and while I don't think it's going to happen, I think there's a lot greater than zero percent chance for a number of reasons. Uh, he's going to be a lot more willing to pay Jim Harbaugh after he just fumbled with Matt rule that has no experience paying somebody he knows has experience and can get the job done. Uh, you're right. He could probably make more money in college, but if you come to the NFL and you take a team from zero where we're at and you, and you could take us to be being winners, that's more prestigious than anything you're going to do in college. Especially if you give the Carolina Panthers, their first Super Bowl title, you, you, you'd be way more Jackson famous. As well. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, yeah, but I'm just making the art of Carolina. You'd be way more famous, I feel, there than you would in any college. You know, I'm not as big of a college football fan. I realize college football coaches can be very, very big, uh, but I just feel like you, you would make a pretty good name for yourself. And I mean, I'm, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think it's possible. I mean, there are a lot of different things out there that I, I don't think that necessarily, you know, being in college if for coaches is more prestigious. Like, not every coach looks at it like that. That's why you see a lot of coaches trying to jump to the pros. A lot of coaches going back to college. I don't know what his mindset would be. You know, I just feel like taking a professional team from zero to hero, uh, winning a first Super Bowl for a city, would be a very, very uh, lucrative offer. Hell, man, I just need a, so, I just need a playoff bid, bro. I don't even need a Super Bowl at this point. I get it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I have mixed feelings about the Harbaugh discussion. Right? Is that one? Is that uh, I think he did a a nice job in San Francisco. Right. I mean, he um, he was OK. Right. I mean, he did a lot with I mean, he put together a good defense, cobbled together this offense. Uh, I think he knows a lot about football. I think somebody somebody in the chat room called him a tool. Uh, I think he's a big dork. You know, he's like uh, he, he when I say a dork, he's like kind of a tough talking dork at first. But he wears like the khaki pants all the time and. He's a dweeb. He like mm-hmm. there. I mean, he he goes around checking on the dudes in the dorm all the time. He's nice. Like, I mean, he's like he can't. I think. I think he has enough pro experience to be successful. Like, I would not be the most upset with the hire. Um, I would not. You know, I I don't know if David Tepper wants to dip into directly into the college well, 
right. despite him having um, pro experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Think, a, coming I, from a like, I feel like he's going to dip into a coordinator or a, right. or another former head coach thing. But uh, I would have to go kind of study how he interacts with people and the players so we don't replicate the kind of same college mantra. Uh, but I tell you this is I don't know if the idea of him making more money in the college is actually college game is true. Like you, those jobs that pay the big, big, big bucks are probably gone at this point. Mm-hmm. He's making, and, and he's at one of the biggest colleges in the country. Like he's at the a dope school that don't pay cheap. He's making four point two right now, four point two million a year. Matt Rule, by the way, is making eight point five a year. How about this? Is Matt Rule is paid more than um, Andy Reid? Which is embarrassing. It's an absolute embarrassment. Not much, though. It's embarrassing that Eric Bieniemy still doesn't have a head coaching job. My thing is this: like, Ron Rivera's getting seven, though. If we, all right, Jim Harbaugh. One, if Jim Harbaugh actually signed here, we should thank our lucky stars because of what CJ or uh, CK just mentioned. Like, uh, really, what's true for Harbaugh coming here is going to be true for any and every coach that comes here. I mean, we are not a very attractive destination when you look at the landscape. So David Tepper is going to have to break out the pocketbook if he wants a head coach that he feels is actually worthy of being the Carolina Panthers head coach. And for the right amount of money, I do think that Jim Harbaugh might be interested in coming here. Like many people in the chat room have pointed out, uh, former once upon a time Carolina Panther quarterback. It was only for one year, but uh, he was a quarterback for the Panthers. Oh, good point. Yeah, um, and then oh, you also um, have to look at it like this. Jim Harbaugh, yeah, he's a college coach. He's been at college recently, but he also took a team to a Super Bowl. Okay, yeah. now, Harbaugh's are the two, you know, two of the most respected pair of brothers in, in the NFL and just mm-hmm. in football in general. They're football guys. When you look at what uh, John Harbaugh, has has done for the Baltimore Ravens an incredible culture. They're always competitive. Um, I think Harbaugh would be right in line with that. I don't know about the likelihood of this happening. Um, you know, it's kind of a see it to believe it type of deal. David Tepper certainly has deep enough pockets to be able to lure Harbaugh uh, to Carolina, but if it happens. I think you have to be happy about that, especially since there is no way in hell he isn't an upgrade over Matt Rule after everything that we've seen of of Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. I like this is that um, he I mean he was a college I mean, not he was a pro quarterback, yeah himself, you know. Um, so let's see what he's done. He did uh, he had Stanford when he was with. Was was he with Luck? Yep. So he's coached Andrew Luck. He then took San Francisco 2011 to 2014, looks like. Yep. Um, let's see. What did they do? They went 12 and 4 in 2013, 8 and 8 in 2014. What did they do? Um, 11, 4 and 1 in 2012. Good gosh. 
Not bad, saying, actually. He's a Harbaugh, uh, man. This is not game just over. Other, it's not just any other coach, man. He's a Harbaugh. I mean, there's Dude, a he really is this true that all right? So uh, to a team, all right. So this is what it says: twenty. All right, so he comes in in 2011, January. This is Wikipedia, which is best. Uh, January 7th, 2011, four days after winning the Orange Bowl, Har- Harbaugh agreed to five-year, $25 million contract to become head coach for the San Francisco 49ers. He took over Tom Sula. Though the 49ers were expected to struggle in what was anticipated to be a rebuilding year with a new scheme and new players, as well as as a shortened summer practices due to lockout, Harbaugh led the team to a 13-3 and regular season record-winning the NFC West division finishing second overall and in the NFC and bringing the team to an NFC championship game in 2012. uh, He replaced Alex Smith with Colin Kaepernick. And then the team went and finished 11, four and one. And in 2013, they finished 12 and four, 2014, eight and eight. He didn't have a losing season. And yeah. he only had one season under 11 wins, which is crazy. That's pretty good. Yeah. Would not yeah. be would not be entirely upset. And I tell you this is uh, the other thing about the Michigan the Miss- Michigan position is first of all you're all the second fiddle to Ohio State. Right? Is that the Michigan uh mystique has worn off in the modern era. It's kind of like Nebraska. You know, Nebraska used to be the place in the 90s. These guys won championship after championship. It's not now. Now it's all in the SEC. What is is, uh, Michigan, Ohio State? What is that? Big Big Ten? Yeah, Big Ten. You tell me. Big Ten. Ten. You know, those guys are fighting. It's kind of like being in whatever... What's the one that uh, Rule was in with Baylor and what was uh, that? Pa- uh, Pac twelve. Yeah, is that you're always or the Big little 12. brother? You're the little brother trying to fight the SEC. I don't know. Interesting. You're never gonna be the biggest coach in Michigan, either. right? I mean, Ocean Beckler is gonna be the biggest coach ever in Michigan. You're never gonna be the biggest coach in Michigan. You, you might be the biggest coach in Carolina. There yeah, was this would be the worst. This would not be the worst hire. Yeah. And I mean, it wouldn't be the worst hire. No, former... I, I don't. It would be better than Matt Rule. Yeah, certainly. And people were trying to in the chat room trying to say, well, wasn't Urban Meyer a good coach? No, Urban Meyer never proved himself uh, in the NFL. I mean, that's just he never did. Jim Harbaugh certainly did. And by the way, our guy actually, John, Jim Harbaugh's actually struggled more in college than he did in the NFL. Yeah, 100 percent. Because it's a different game. And some guys are better doing NFL football than they are in college. Uh, our buddy John, uh, one Carolina says 13 and three first season. Kyle Williams doesn't muff a punt and they beat the Giants and go to the bowl. So, again, I think, uh, you know, the Harbaugh brothers, Jim and John, they're known to be football people. They know what it's like to be in control of an NFL locker room. Um, the more we talk about it, I would I would love Harbaugh to be the head coach. I don't know if it'll happen. I'm almost, you know, I'm more on the side that it probably won't. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I just think that we could do a lot worse than than Jim Harbaugh. 
Joseph Cagle in the chat says they've already said Rule will be back next year. Uh, have y'all heard anybody say for sure Rule's going to be back next year? Yeah, that's I, what I, it could be. I just have I, I just it's do we believe that or not? Yeah, is they have they we have heard um who's the NFL guy? It's not Ian Rappaport. Is it Ian Rappaport? Yeah, Ian Rappaport. No, who's the other one? Adam Schefter? Yeah, one of the two, whatever the NFL one is. Ian uh Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero are the NFL guys. They were like signs are saying everything has been like um uh, you know, signs point to a third year. You're on mute, by the way. CK. Yeah, yeah, no, you're fine. I was going to say, yeah, they, uh, uh, you, you have heard the, you know, signs point. I think there was something that said sources are saying that he's going to be back for another year, that his, uh, his, you know, job is safe. But I also think that's weird because, um, similar reports are coming out saying that David Tepper is embarrassed and uh, appalled or whatever it was. Right. I can't remember the exact words that he gave that seven-year contract to to, to Matt Rule. Right. Um, to a college coach, right? Panthers, uh, Panthers rule or Panthers pick with one of the two who was in the chat said, Do you remember Tony when uh Harbaugh played for the Panthers? Harbaugh did play for the Panthers in 2001, where he dressed for six games but did not play. That would be our worst season ever. So, if we would have started him, we would have been better. Number, <laughs> Number two yeah. is should we start? We got to get on eBay and get some old Harbaugh jerseys up in this joint. Imagine <laughs> we have to be, oh, you know what? Mark it down. I'm doing it right now. What <laughs> what else we got to talk about? Nah. Um, <laughs> all right. My only thing about this with the, with just to address with who said it, uh, Greg, about the, um jo- rule coming back uh joseph cagle in the chat said that yeah, is that they already said it yeah a lot of the insiders are just trying to tell us that that is what's gonna like that's sign it's like safe pointing to they're like safe and they're really just building on the conversations i think that have happened for the last two years but that's like also like i mean david newton was on uh the beat check the night before we signed Cam Newton. Yeah. And he said, there's no way. Mm-hmm. And he's in there asking the questions. You know what I mean? Like uh, Joe, per- like we've, these guys all the time have feelings that all their, they are really building off of five or six statements that have been made. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think, and I would tell you this is that I, uh, I was going back and I listened to the post game that we did afterwards. And Cody, you said it well, man. You were just like, it's not. Anyway, is is it's just we can't trust. We don't know what the f Pepper is gonna do. That's what you said. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, is that we don't know what Tepper's gonna do. And he could yeah. get at the end of this. And I'm telling, I don't think I. I will say this, and I don't think that Matt Rule is gonna be the coach next year. I have never seen a groundswell movement like this. It's insane. It's insane. What what was that picture you guys put up with the cats at the NBA game? Joan. Yeah, yeah, Joan had had met those guys, and then they were on the actual uh, broadcast uh, behind them. Yeah, it was – dude, it's it's absolutely hysterical uh, to see because I don't think – 
I, I can't recall a time. I mean, I don't know. I didn't really pay attention to Steve Wilkes first year at the Cardinals organization, but I don't know right. if even like, I don't know what that was like, but after two years, I don't think I've seen this type of just overwhelming hatred for a coach that you have for Matt Rule. And that's where, like I said, I was in favor of, of uh, Joe Brady getting the ax, and I still am in favor of that because I didn't see anything special from, from what he was able to do. But what that did for Matt Rule doing that at that point in the season was put the crosshairs directly on him because at least Joe Brady was taking some of the heat. Now there is no heat to be given to anybody other than Matt Rule. You can't even say Phil Snow because Phil Snow is arguably the best coach on the squad. Um, now, are they doing fantastic? No, right? I think we all can be debatable about that. But like in comparison to what we expect, like what we look at, what Matt Rule is, the, it's 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 not even comparable. I feel like it's night and day difference. Matt Rule is not the coach. Um, and I don't. I, I I just don't like. I I I love the fact that uh, that the Bat Daddy was right on this from the get go. He doesn't seem like an NFL coach to me anymore. Like he doesn't have that demeanor. He honestly feels like a guy who is just feeling sorry for himself. And that's what it feels like right now. It's weird. Um, it's weird that, you know, when we had the discussions, you know, Cody is always, he comes hard with his opinions. That's why people love him. Right. He's convicted. He's got a lot of conviction. Uh, but even when you were, had that conviction about fire, like time to move on from Ron Rivera. There's like counterpoints to be made. Yeah. You know, it there is a, a lot of pushback, but, but, but not even just pushback is just like an alternative narrative, you know, like an, an alternate uh, alternative, you know, yeah. you could say, well, yeah, you, this is what you're saying, but here this is, uh, this has got to be the most minority group ever. And this, I've always joked like this, is that, um, you know, when you you can't talk junk about minority groups when they're a certain size. And what I mean by that is, like, uh, think about it as, like, if you come out and you're a racist and you don't like uh, Hispanic people or black people, those groups are big enough in society and have a voice that's large enough with a voter votership to kind of like get you back. But like, if you, so like if I came out and I talked junk in a class, well, I'm not me. Hypothetically, someone (laughs) goes and talks about a junk about a religious group that has, has a sizable following in their classroom. You, someone would come out there and they'd be like, this guy is, you know, coming on this religion they like them I mean, you know that would be all this but you can make fun of scientologists all day yeah because there's not too <laughs> because they're enough. like this big you know what i'm saying yeah, as long as the minority is so minor and that i mean we're finally actually seeing that with native americans I and mean, we'll go back to what what's going on with uh the washington football team is that that voice is so small like you don't even have to care about their feelings in a way that well, is what the rule supporters are right now. Yeah, they're they're, they don't they're, even they're, have, they're not even a sizable and, minority. And by the way, now people so there's a show I have this on screen, Great Iron Heights. Which by the way, watch Great Iron Heights. It's by Bleacher Report. 
Uh, it's freaking hilarious. It's like a little mini animated show that they put out every week about the NFL where they are, they're already making fun of Matt rule uh, <laughs> as if he would go back to uh, the Delaware clams, whatever insert uh, college uh, team here, uh, Delaware clams game plan under Matt rule, wait years for CMC to get healthy, change quarterbacks whenever sign any, anyone who's ever gone to temple and he's saying, as coach of the clams, I know it may take us a decade to be ready. <laughs> so it's like all the things that we're saying, people are actually now, um, you know, all the things that we've been saying, people are now kind of uh, finally catching on to. And uh, real quick, before we um, went any further, uh, if you see my 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 um, uh, thumbnail that I made for tonight's show, uh, it, it kind of had something to do with this, but... Um, Matt Rule, to me, uh, it just continues to show his hand and play favorites. And uh, someone on Twitter named O'Doyle made this fantastic video uh, showing the difference between how Matt, how Matt Rule talks about Sam Donald and how he talks about Cam Newton. Uh, so actually, it'll be Cam Newton first, and then he'll talk about Sam Donald. Quarterback can't have two turnovers in two straight games. Just we're not going to win that way, so. Um, we have to protect the football a little bit better and kind of go from there. Uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, uh, obviously a lot of throws at the end that are incomplete because of the situation that we're in and uh, weren't able to protect them. I thought Sam, you know, even that last interception, I mean, we, we called a hook and lateral, just trying to get back and have a chance. Um, so, you know, they're, they're a really good defense. We knew that coming in. Um, I thought Sam uh, uh, made plays, you know, some aggressive plays at times. Can't have to record. So, uh, again, you, you hear – one, notice that whenever at the end, whenever he's talking about Sam Donald and making excuses for him because of the uh, because of the protection, notice how he never looks at the camera. He never looks at anyone who's asking him the question. His eyes are down the entire time. If you don't think that shit is well, telling are they both, then I have are they, the property are, to sell you, man. Question, question, question. Is uh, are are any either of those videos? Sometimes that one is could be. Zoom and one. Play it one more time, and and let's try to figure out: is he talking to an audience or is he talking to a Zoom camera? Look, because I well, but even even when they're on the Zoom, you can still you don't look at these. You don't look at their. I barely yeah, look at you. Yeah, you do. They have the camera. They have the screen look, in front I'm not of them at with the all the beat reporters in front of them. Turnovers in two straight games. Just we're not going to win that way. So see, he's standing at a real podium there. Kind of go from there. At the end of the day, um, you know, uh, obviously a lot of throws. Yeah, I think he's probably on the situation that we're It in. doesn't matter. Uh, you can still look forward seeing, at the people you know, talking to you on Zoom. We called a hook and lateral, just trying to get back and have a chance. Oh, um, now that's so, too. They're, they're really and it's just excuses, excuses, just like you're making excuses, it's excuses. Not, no, it's not for Matt Rule. Whenever you're no, bullshitting, I'm not making you're his a eyes rule. Just looking down the I, whole time. I'm not even looking at you right now. I'm looking at myself on the screen. <laughs> right now, I'm right. actually looking at my own face. Yeah, but and you're looking beautiful. forward. Imagine if I did the whole podcast just remember, 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 just looking straight down the entire time. But also, I'm not the NFL coach for the Carolina Panthers, man. So if I'm addressing a question, then I'm going to look forward to whoever's asking me the question. Dude, Welcome listen, to the, the C3 the Panthers podcast brought to you by WRL. Don't let that distract you from the fact that this 
idiot is making excuses for Sam Darnold that he did not give to Cam Newton when Cam Newton showed up in the middle of the season and injected life back into this Carolina Panthers football team. And then he wants to say, oh, quarterbacks, well, you can't throw two interceptions. You can't throw two interceptions. But when Sam does it, oh, then it's a product of the protection, the protection that you have control over, Matt Rule. Dude, he's a dumbass, man. He's an absolute moron. And the, the fact that the media at large is finally starting to now talk about this shit, I love it, dude. I want everyone to know that Matt Rule is an inept dumbass that hadn't a fucking clue what he's doing, man. It's unacceptable, dude. And then he's given, basically giving everyone free reign to take shots at Cam Newton whenever they want, even though Cam Newton was on the field for one snap. It's the dumbest shit in the world, man. Well, you know what? This is what Cam... Man, man, people have always been doing this to Cam. But Ron Rivera didn't do this to Cam. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, it is interesting, isn't it? And this is like... Um, if you're a, a black male in this world, you probably say, this is exactly what we've been telling y'all, assholes. White privilege. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know what is that? I would say that, yes... Look, they used Cam. They used and abused Cam. Go back, watch the tape, the C3 Panthers podcast. I did not want us to sign Cam Newton because it was using him. It's like calling up your old, a, a girl that you loved back in the day, kind of like you guys had a, you had something real, but you treated her wrong. Boys, guys, you know, we've done that to a lot of girls in our life. A lot of good girls that cared about us. Yep. We treated them wrong. And then it's late at night. Been drinking some beers. See them out or text them and you be giving them the eyes. And you know you're going to do them wrong again. And that's what we did to Cam. We did Cam. All right. uh, Speaking of Cam, listening to... Uh, Charlotte, uh, man, a Raleigh radio station today and Darren Gant. And I think this is important because Darren Gant's a member of the Panthers media. Like he's not just part of the media. He works for the Carolina Panthers. Now he has always kind of been a roguish type reporter, speak his mind on this type. So, you know, I don't think he's really changed his style tremendously but he probably has toned it a little bit down as he worked for the Panthers he was talking about Cam Newton and it was a very he said that it was sad watching him play right now it is he's the fall guy man he's the patsy that's not how he described it he's the patsy on the field just like Joe Brady was in the front he said it's sad he compared him, and um, this is someone who's close to the team, right? He may, he works in the building. He watches all the games like we do. He sees them on the field. He gets to interview them afterwards. He gets to, you know, he said this as he, he said, it's, it's, it's crazy to see a band like the greatest rock band ever. And you see them live in concert 10 years ago. And they just are, you know, like at the top, the peak. 
which was Cam Newton six, seven, eight years ago. And now you see him at the county fair playing cover cover songs. And then Adam Gold on Rally Radio compared to that he said you just called Cam Newton fat Elvis, sweaty fat. You know, I'm like that. Uh, you just not you and and basically Darren Gant had to consent to that, as he said Cam's not is is not there anymore. Dude, I hate this fucking conversation, and I don't care. No, who I'm not knows saying, it. I don't. I care. We're not going to really have it. But think about this: a guy. Look, you have to give this. This is Darren Gant has covered this team for thirty years, dude. Yeah, he fine. is. It doesn't change my opinion that Cam Newton has been brought in to be the fall guy. He was never going to make this work. There, this is there is no, not a quarterback. Right here. There is not a quarterback that anyone can name that you would put on this football team this year and make this a, a, a better football team or even the team that contended for the NFC South. I'm sorry, it it would not happen, okay? Now, listen, we're probably never going to get a chance to see Cam Newton with a full offseason uh, under his belt, with a chance to go through OTAs, with another uh, draft class, with a better, more improved offensive line. We can speculate about what Cam Newton would do behind that all day. And personally, I think that's what the Panthers should do. I think that we should go forward with Cam Newton as our bridge quarterback because, in my mind, he is so much better than Sam Darnold and has so much more experience. But the fact of the matter is everybody's like, oh, he's done. He's done. He's done. Well, you wouldn't know even if he had anything left in him because you damn sure wouldn't be able to see it on this football team. So, hey, maybe everyone disagrees with me. Uh, I'm fine. I don't think Cam Newton comes back next year because of just how things are going. But I think he should be afforded the right to prove that he still has more than what's being shown. You're just saying this to get – all right. Anyway. Um, no, I believe the, that shit. I don't say no shit. Isn't I don't this believe. a good segue to the next joint? Wasn't it about quarterbacks? Yeah, it sure was. Uh, So it has been speculated, or not speculated, but like, you know, uh, it's been a topic of conversation um, about Baker Mayfield being the Panthers quarterback in 2022. Nick Wilson had him at the top of his uh, 2022 offseason list. To be fair, he's from Cleveland. Or not Fine. being fair to be transparent. No, uh, Nick Wilson. Which he is should know. From which, which all the more he should know even better. Right, <laughs> he should know even is better. Like him as Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. that Baker Mayfield Man. is not the answer going forward. Dude, um, the Browns. He's like the Browns. Jesus Christ, bro. No, no, he's not. No, he's dude, not. Dude, he's not even close. Dude, they to had fucking one. Bum. They made the play. He's a they bum, went... dude. Bro, he's I not agree. Much I agree. But if you had only had dog shit for dinner for the last 20 years and then somebody gave you a mcdonald's cheeseburger you would be like this cheeseburger is the best right but i think they also look at what they have right now they have one of the best built uh offenses in the entire nfl and the biggest weak the weakest link of the entire squad is the quarterback like it is the weakest part of it like when you have for an sure. offensive line, when you have a running backs like they have, I mean, they have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. I mean, 
uh, the Jarvis Landry. I mean, they have the pieces that they need to be able to be successful, except for a quarterback that's at an elite playing at an elite level. Uh, I mean, Odell Beckham, wanna, I don't Odell want a quarterback Beckham, that's bounce. got a shoulder injury. First of all, I wasn't a um, a Mayfield believer. Period. Yep. Like even last year when they were great, when he when they were great in his best season, he's just pretty good. It's kind of like Alex Smith. You know, it's like it's just pretty good. You know, it's never going to be great, great. But I don't want to deal with no one coming off a of shoulder surgery. Get that out of here. No. Best thing by the Mayfield way, has done is them commercials. And and he has terrible mechanics. He never drives his back foot into the ground on those deep passes that he throws. It causes him to use his arm like purely to strengthen his arm to throw footballs. And, and that's that why he like? ends up being so inaccurate. I who mean, listen, why do like? you think uh why do you think Odell Beckham wanted out? Uh, he was never getting oh, the ball. Oh, look, I ain't going to trust. That's like saying Antonio Brown knew something was wrong with the. Yeah, but did you see the video bucks. that Odell's dad put out? He was yes, open like I a lot of fucking times. That's like, well, and I Baker Mayfield just never right. threw him the ball. I don't want Baker. I don't want Baker. But someone put up a tweet that said, look, this Ben Violin, Volin or whatever. Imagine if we traded for Baker. I would blow my. I would be blow my brains out. Actually, I would blow someone else's brains out. I blow Nick Wilson's brains out. I'm not killing myself. I'm killing somebody else, folks. We don't have no draft picks to trade. Nope. And, and the Panthers clearly would not trade just a six well, for Baker Mayfield. We would trade like two firsts and a third, of course. <laughs> I mean, we I'm you know, telling and you sign right his now, fifth year option right away. If this we was, if we do anything with a fucking quarterback this offseason, I am going to fucking burn something to the ground. Like I am over this quarterback carousel constantly. And if we go and trade for Baker Mayfield, guess what? He's on his fifth year option. We're having to uh pay for all of the the, the same contract that it's Sam Darnold's got. As Sam Darnold. It's and, just and then like we might have these, inch, it's like a quarter just, inch better. Yeah, I mean and but we're constantly overlapping the mistakes. And then at some point it's just gonna become a problem to where we can't dig ourselves out of it. If we go into this offseason and we do anything regarding the quarterback that isn't already on the roster it's right Minshew now. Magic baby Dude, I don't even like if, if if you get him for a cheap price and it's a one year contract, I am fucking golden. Like that's fine with me. But no fucking trades, no drafting a high quarterback, and no fucking no signing a quarterback to a long term deal that's not proven. You got a six round pick to trade. That's it. Like my man Ben Violin. I don't want to. I don't want to give a six round for nobody. But say this, say we're going to trade a six. You could either get Mayfield or Minshew. Who are you taking? Neither. Because it's Minshew. No, no, no. You got to tra- pick one. Death. He just wants you to say Gardner Minshew, the white Minshew Cam Magic. Dude, which is not. He is not. Did you, oh, did you see that joint about um, Judon and uh, Mac Jones and the drip? No, I did oh, not. Okay. All right. Well, you finish. You get this. Keep, keep this conversation going. I'm going to give you the best video ever. Uh, well, so how about this? You know, uh, 
before we go forward, man, listen, the Panthers season is almost over. So it's like uh, you have to take heed of things while you still have the ability to. And we've become accustomed to doing something in season that feels oh so good. It's a little bit right. It's a little bit wrong. But you come here because you love it. CK, talk to these people, man. Ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the final week in the regular season of the Carolina Panthers 2021. 2021 season was the most god-awful season I think I can recall as a Carolina Panther. And you guys showed up every single week to watch this podcast, to show support. You hit that subscribe button. You hit the share button. You let your family and friends know C3's here, even when the Carolina Panthers don't even show up and play good football. But you haven't hit that like button yet? Only you guys, you're just absolutely just freaks. This is your subscriber shame. Subscriber shame. 157 strong people watching in the chat right now. 74 thumbs up. Hit the like button for your boys, man. You know, you have fun here on Tuesday nights. Chopping it up with the boys, talking about the Carolina Panthers, man. You have more fun here than you than you do with this Panthers football team, bro. So hit the like button, hit the subscribe, help us grow C3 Panther Nation. Tony Dunn, what you got queued up? All right, this is it. Vest you a million, a million times about Max growth this season, but I want to ask you a different, different level. level. When you got to get him going on some some of this post game drip? Oh, Matt. <laughs> uh, I it's a lost cause. I, I'm you feel me. I'm I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Like Max, a football player, and that's that's about it. He a great guy, football player, but drip is is not him, man. It's, it's let him do what he do, man. Don't change the guy. Let him do what he do, man. I'm just he out there. He out there balling, having a hell of a season. And, Could um, you hear? Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard it. there was two. Still so playing, just, yeah. yeah. It's still playing right now. Yeah, it's still go. playing. It's on it's your microphone, playing. Tony. Stop. We've asked you a million times about Max. <laughs> Dude, the fact that he just outright laughed at him. Laugh. Yeah, yeah laugh. I mean, at the top of his lungs, man. Like this I, dude I, ain't I, got no It's just so funny. So funny, dude. It is pretty hilarious, man. Look, um, like he's like, no, nah, he look. Remember that dad body joint where he walked up in there, where he was, <laughs> where everybody played that video of Mac Jones walking, and I made fun of him. He does have a dad body. Yeah. Uh, right, uh, uh, but one that? that one last thing before we get to the cat calls, um, the Panthers have been flexed to four twenty five. Jim Nance and uh, Tony Romo are basically going to be, uh, you know, uh, airing out all of our dirty laundry of how bad we are on prime time uh, in the four four o'clock window. And my question is to everyone, is this a blessing in disguise? Because we all want Matt Rule gone and out the door. But if he's going to fail on an even bigger stage, you, you know, with more people watching the football game, it's almost better for our causes that more people watch us. So like my mindset is it's kind of a blessing in disguise, putting us on later rather than burying us a bunch of, a bunch of, a, right. you know, one, one o'clock games. So 
Yeah, that's my question to both of you and everyone in the chat room. Uh, could this actually help us fire Matt Rule faster? Because we know we're getting destroyed, right? Like, come on, we're getting destroyed. I mean, here's the here's my thought, and it's complete opposite of that. Yes, I mean, I think there is value in in us getting roasted and having it just be in prime time. Because I mean, it's clear at this point in time, if you're gonna have Romo and Nance on there, this is going to be like last week when we got flexed, it wasn't a problem. Like it was literally no problem with that whatsoever. Like, not even in the slightest, because it was good. like we were literally only in our markets, the Saints market and the Panthers market. There was no na nationwide coverage of that whatsoever. Um, so I, I wasn't so worried. This time there is going to be nationwide coverage. But I'll tell you what I like about this 425 game is not saying that there's going to be value in it. But by the time that the 425 game comes along, we're going to know whether or not we have the opportunity to move to the fourth spot. Or and I'm pretty sure I think the other two teams that we're going to be like in contention of the fourth uh, pick are going to be uh, playing before we play at four. Right. Um, so we're going to know whether or not losing is going to help us and whether winning is going to hurt us by that point. And so if we go into that and there is literally no value in losing, no value in winning, we can root for our Panthers again, right? We can be a, an actual fucking fan and say, let's beat the Bucks and ruin their day and make them look shitty and go into the play playoffs without, uh, you know, with that monkey on their back, they got beat by the Panthers. Now, that being said, do I think it's going to happen? No. I think the the best case scenario is Matt Rule gets fired because this is just a god-awful game. What, um, we're at 425. They flexed us because we're playing the Bucks. That's yeah. why. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Um, who else is uh, playing that? The Rams. Uh, CK, how did you pull that cool map up? You remember when you said that? We thought we were, uh, like, um, on yeah, the national stage before. And yeah, we yeah. It's, um, like, uh, the Panthers will do that on a, on, on a weekly basis. Like, uh, how to watch the game. How to watch or listen to the game. Um, and uh, and I usually pull it from that. It's the uh, NFL the, broadcast map. Here are the 4 o'clock games. Saints are four Saints Falcons 425 Seahawks Cardinals 425 Panthers Bucks 425 49ers Rams that's going to be and Patriots Dolphins Jets Bills I would think Patriots Dolphins and Niners Rams would be the biggest market games there probably that'd be interesting to see um one of the best tweets I saw on the today Cody was uh Tony Romo's gonna be calling Sam Darnold picks two plays before they happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he's That's like telling you, oh man, it's about to be he's checking down, he's doing this. It's like, oh Sam Darnold's gonna throw a pick next play. Yep. On the next play, they're gonna see him checking on the slot and they're just gonna jump the route. Yeah. And boom, there it is, Jim. I don't know if we're a national game just because we're flexed. Well, no, listen, us being flex has absolutely. But this is a national. Is this us. the crew? Is this the crew that's going to be calling the, the game for sure? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, then yeah. we're the national game. Yeah. That's, what, always yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, it, and listen, it has nothing to do with us. We know that. It's simply because we're playing Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And on the back of all the drama they've just went through with Antonio Brown and are still going through with Antonio Brown. So it's like, yeah, it's just a byproduct of us having to play them. 
The the good thing about it though is that our ineptitude is going to be on display for the world. Like for everyone watching this game, they're going to be able to see what the Panthers have going on. Yeah. Um. And, and, and I like that though because it puts even more heat on David Tepper when you see just how bad this football team actually is. And yeah, you're going to have someone like Tony Romo pointing out just exactly how terrible we are, uh, you know, for the world. And, and I like that though, because I think it puts more pressure on David Tepper to actually fix the problems. He's fantastic. Isn't he, by the way? Hey, Romo. Tony. I uh, love yeah, him. He's, as, uh... he's my favorite, man. A lot of people he hate is, him. I don't know why. He's tremendous. And what what was really is interesting to me is that he says that's a bad call. That's a bad call. He'll say straight say it. Oh yeah. Hey, you know, can, so, you want to hear something? Thank God he doesn't look work for the NFL. You know what I mean? He doesn't work for the NFL. He works for CBS or whatever. But he will. He, in the last game he called, he said those are two bad. Like he said, two bad calls. Did you hear? Did you hear the positive words that Aaron Rodgers had to say about Greg Olson? Yeah, I did. I, I heard that this morning. That he was uh, one of one of his favorite commentators. Uh, yeah. Who said that? Yeah, Aaron uh, Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers said about Greg Olson. Yeah, yeah. Wow, man, Aaron Rodgers watching the thing. All right, uh, the number is two five two. Two two eight fifty ninety eight. That's two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Give us a thumbs up. If you like the Panthers, give us a thumbs up. If you uh, hate Matt Rule, give us a thumbs up. If you call Matt Rule a fool and call into the show and tell us what's on your mind, 252-228-5098. It's time for the cat calls. Your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think cat calling makes the person feel? It feels two, good, like... And a three and a four and a... Who's that cat sitting in the back corner with his face buried in his nose? Who's that kid that can use one? Hey, what's going on, boys? It's Coach from Wilmington. No, I don't got much up, to coach? say. I don't. Uh, after that loss against a fucked up Saints team, I don't. I'm not gonna say anything about that. It is what it is. But I do want to say I appreciate you, boys. I listen to you guys day in day out on Spotify. Nice. Sometimes I made it to like your your guys live on uh, YouTube, maybe like once or twice. But I've been busy with schooling, trying to get through college and working, providing everything. I got a baby coming in April. Oh, oh shit! Congratulations, yeah, Papa. Fast. I'm only 20 years old, but it is what it is. You know, adulthood is here. But um, yeah, I appreciate you boys and everything you guys do, keeping us updated, letting us. Letting us freaking come to this weekly therapy session. I wish it wasn't weekly, but it is. Maybe, maybe it won't be so a big therapy session in the next few years. Who knows? But I, I love what you guys are doing, and I just want to want to say to all those other Panther fans, man, keep your head up. You know what I mean? We got 
we got the cards dealt to us. We played them the best we could as a fan. Our coaches did not play their, their cards correctly, but we'll see what our future holds. We'll see what the draft takes us, free agency and trade. But, you know, keep pounding, boys, and everybody keep their heads up. There's always, there's always more to come in the future. So I love you, boys. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Coach, appreciate you, brother. Hey, man, uh, congratulations. You got a baby coming soon. Hey, man, that's a blessing. That's another little Panther fan that you have to show the way to, man. And listen, we do it for callers like y'all, for everyone in the chat room, for everyone who calls in that's, uh, you know, been a part of this community that we've been building here, man. You know, I said it last week. We look forward to coming and hanging out with you guys just as much as you guys enjoy coming to hang out with us, man. So it's it's definitely appreciated. I know I speak for uh, Tony as well. We appreciate the C3 community that we've built up here, man. Uh, no doubt. A um, couple of things about that is um, some of my best friends in life are people that I've met physically just once or twice. Or nuns, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, is that it's awesome? I I truly think that, and I'm not saying that my, our podcast did this for other people, right? But this podcast and the community that supports this podcast did this for me. Made the pandemic easier for me. Mm-hmm. Like, as like I got up, my wife was going stir crazy at one point. She was like wanting to have friends she's like can we have a small party i mean it was like, i was like man fuck this is it just tuesday <laughs> yeah, you know right. man like I've, I've been hanging out with my friends every five every week she's like she you need to go out with your my wife her the, she's a very plan oriented person i'm a non i'm on the non-plan plan that's yeah. how my life is it's like i like to go out like if i go to the bar like i just go and then i meet and i talk and then i know and then somebody texts me and then we're there to get you know just it's organic it's organic my wife is a very planned person plan 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 and she was like uh and, but but when you're a planner you have a lot of friends too right because you prioritize like, hey, let's go get lunch on Tuesday. Like, my best friends, they know me. Like, I ain't going to call you for two years. You probably got to call me. My best friends know this. I barely check my text messages. Like, I don't check my voicemails. I don't, like, no, my voicemail has been full since 2017. In fact, I got a new phone today, and I deleted all my voicemails only because I didn't have to listen to them because I had this visual voicemail that came with it. I'm not sure if my voicemail really works, but I will never check it. I will never check it. Like, I'm a non-plan. I'm on the non-plan plan. I'm an organic dude. But this group that we've been hanging out with, so she has all these friends, and she gets mad at me. She's like, you ain't got no friends. You ain't, you're like, well, you ain't going to do, I'm like, man, I got all the friends. I got like hundreds Shit. of friends. Man. You're hanging out with 131 of them right now, man. <laughs> I know. We're just like, chilling. I'm just going to go upstairs in the office. I'm going to be hanging out with dudes all day. She's like, man, I'm just watching TV. Well, that's your problem. Yeah, she needs to start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she need. don't, please don't tell her that. Do you know how much, you know how much planning, she, you know what, her podcast would be the best podcast. She would have guests lined up for two years the next two years yeah 
Yeah, no shit. The problem right, is next. getting those guests to maintain and actually right. show up. Yeah, the right. The problem is they don't have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, something I've been thinking about this whole year, we've been talking about the issues that we've been having with the offensive line. And I just think every time we talk about some of the best Carolina Panthers to ever play, we never bring up Ryan Khalil. And uh, I think this year we're really missing that that leadership. Um, I mean, one, he was talented, but two, like the communication across the line. So I think we just need to put a little uh, respect on his name uh, going forward when we talk about some of the best Panthers playing, uh, players because uh, right now we can. All right. So Ryan Khalil, actually, uh, great call. Right, and Fantastic. I'll say this is because Ryan Khalil was part of that. You know, he was there. You know, Ryan Khalil had a, a lot of personality too. He wasn't just a dull. We didn't ever hear from him. You know, Ryan Khalil took out a full page ad in the News and Observer in Cam's second year, the twenty twenty, the twenty twelve year, saying they guaranteed a Super Bowl. So he had some vibrato. Is that the word? Is that how they, is that what they say? Uh, bravado. They say? Bravado. bravado, bravado, vibrato is what singers say. Yeah, singers do. Uh, he had some bravado, but he also did become a very important leader and a mainstay on that team, or for the Carolina Panthers team at the end. So I, I just remember when we were, we were joking on about the neck joint at the end. Mm-hmm. It was just every time, every season, every game. Well, yeah, because we were, I remember you you were like, what, did you sleep on his pillow wrong? My joke was he got it at the adult theater. He got it at the adult theater. He hurt his neck at the adult theater. He couldn't tell anybody. He was a big-time movie fan. He's a Star Wars fan, too. Remember he made the panther that was like uh, Chewbacca? It was like the woolly Chewbacca looking panther. He made shirts with them too, man. Yeah, dude, look. Um, I think we have all been looking back at some of the best Panthers O linemen and really been reminiscing and missing those guys on these teams, man. And yeah, shout out to the caller because Ryan Khalil was one of the most important offensive linemen to ever play for the Panthers. Everything that he did he was a leader. He was so he, he was he was a leader, but he was so damn good at his job too. And he was in, it was so important in helping Cam Newton become you know confident behind all those offensive lines uh, that made playoff pushes. And by the way, when you have plays like these, uh, you know where you have seventy three here, just you know try. I mean, what, what are they even doing? Blocking absolutely no one. I know that's not the Dude, they hugged each other. Yeah, they look, he went to help the this. It's so awesome. This is the Dude, best. It's so Morons. stupid. Look at number 73 right there. Uh, look, he's, uh, I mean, instantly trying to take himself out of the play. Not looking anywhere in front of him to see who's coming. What is he looking uh, right. Oh, he missed the... He oh, his own actually, guy. Yes, he I'm telling you. And look, Dude. and you know what, John is that uh, John Miller put the weakest ass fight block back at him too. They get oh, neither of them block each other. They just play patty cake in the middle of the field. They play patty cake together. It's oh um, it, it, it's pretty embarrassing, man. Uh, when you when you take Gosh. you know from it's, one end, it is a bunch of morons, dude. They're morons. 
Uh, yeah, and dude, this uh, is what I was saying about us playing Tampa Bay in prime time. The Tampa Bay defense is one of the best at running stunts like this. And the, the, the fact that the, the Panthers had no answer for it, it shows how underprepared we are. The coaches are not preparing them with a proper game plan on how to be successful on top of the fact that you're just letting these terrible players play on our offensive line and they continue to stink up the joint. It so, does show you, look, and back to the call, right? Yeah. Just let's let's circle back to um, Ryan Khalil is a, a Pro Bowl center, right? Is that a, a center that Matt Paradis couldn't barely hold his jock strap to, you know? So, and, and by the way, we're missing Matt Paradis. So, yeah, you could say, oh, we're missing Matt Paradis, but Cody didn't like him anyway. But he wasn't the he's ne, he's never been the player that no. Ryan Khalil was. Right? But Ryan Khalil was a was he he glued that offensive line together. You know, he's a leader among a bunch of offensive lines that were terrible. In fact, I've been looking for this tweet. I can't find it. Somebody can find a, my own tweet. Somebody put a tweet up that said, uh, "I could not. I didn't think I could imagine." a 20 a line worse than 2020s until i saw this one and uh when they put this tweet up and everybody loved it they were like this is awesome you know and i thought man you could just change the year for this every year for the carolina panthers like i could have said that in 2016 i could have said that in 27 you know like it's, it's like uh I could not imagine a worse Panther line than last year until I saw this one. It's like the perpetual we're in like uh we're like uh Sisyphus. Isn't Sisyphus the Greek mythology the one where the water comes up to him or something almost drowns? Like it's like the same thing over and over. Oh, look at you. Look at my man. I'm the man, dude. You know you are the man. He said this, Marty Jackson at Marty Jackson two said, "I never thought it would be possible to construct an offensive line group that was worse than 2020 Panthers, but this past year has been full of surprises." And we could just pick any year, yeah, 2012. You know what I mean? Like just pick <laughs> any, just put, just put the year in, and that's what we're talking about. But the difference with this offensive line, last year's offensive line, and probably the year, even year before is the missing of a person like Ryan Khalil. Yep. Is yeah. despite us having shitty guards and shitty tackles and this and that, we have one person who was good and a leader. And once we lost Jordan, like we lost two people that could, you could put bums beside them and they would raise those dudes up. Now we've got mediocre guys trying to raise bums up and it's just not working. Uh, yeah, and then you had Trey Turner playing last night for the Pittsburgh Steelers, doing pretty well. Um, I, I don't know how Andrew Norwell is doing. I know he's on a terrible football team down there in Jacksonville. But, dude, those three guys, Norwell's Andrew a, Norwell. He's the thing of the past, man. Him and Trey Turner, that's like five years ago, dude. But, dude, like, I, but, but like the main point that I'm saying is that right those three are the unsung heroes of that incredible season that we had. That was the best offensive but they would interior not have line. Who they were without Khalil, I guess is my point. Is that yeah, for Khalil, sure. he gave those youngins an opportunity to, to 
I won't say get gave rich. It. <laughs> True. Actually, that is smart. Both of those mugs are like, uh, you know, they both made more money than Ryan Khalil. Right. That's I awesome. still would have done everything so in my power to keep those three around just to maintain that continuity of a dominant offensive interior that allowed Cam Newton to step up into the pocket, distribute the football. That's why that was Cam Newton's best or pass. we should have drafted the next ones. We just didn't. Yeah. You know, that's the thing is it's fine to let the big dog walk, but you got to right. draft other ones behind them. Norwell was a fine, undrafted free agent. Trey Turner, arguably, was Dave Gettleman's best draft pick ever. I, I mean, I want you to go back and look at Dave Gettleman's history. And after a one year, I think it was the 2015 year, the 2015 draft where we all celebrated. I was all Dave Gettleman for president. We go to like funch it, like all these things, like all these guys came up and I mean, every person contributed that year and they did a redraft and like five of our picks were first round picks. But then two years later, none of those guys were in the league still. Um, The thing about Dave Gettleman, I mean, Dave Gettleman is that I want to say, what was his best draft pick? Tell me who his best his best uh, draft pick uh, maybe Christian McCaffrey. Say, that was a no brainer though. I wouldn't a even seven, need. a running back at seven. I mean, I who's who's had best. more fanfare out of all the players that Gettleman has picked? Who had it's more Trey fanfare? Trey Turner is his best draft pick. It's Trey Turner. Mm, okay. Do we want to buy Carolina Short? Close. I I I would I would say that's arguable. Starla Tulelay. Nah, that doesn't count. Doesn't How about count. Trey Turner? Yeah, I just, just said Trey. Oh, I just did say, yeah, I said yeah. it was Trey Turner. No, it's either it's either K1 or Star. I mean K1 or Trey Turner. Starla Tulelay was a top three pick who then got the flu and they thought he had a heart problem and dropped. And we were like, oh wow, a top three pick dropped to 13. Like he fell. Like, I mean, that was like a no brain. That's kind of like saying uh, Marty Herney's best pick was Greg Hardy. Well, Greg Dude, Hardy how got about legal trouble and then he got. That's not the best. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, dude. Don't fuck, not man. You know what? Coney Ely is one step away from being Von Super Bowl He's MVP, one game man. away Von Miller. I don't Damn, know. I think dude. it's Trey Turner. I, I want you guys. Hey, chat, tell us. Who the best Dave Gettleman pick was? I think is I think it is Trey Turner. K, it's either KK or Trey Turner. That's the truth. Uh, two five two 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 eight fifty nine eight. Hey, good afternoon, boys. Tuesday afternoon. Uh, beautiful day here in the Triad. Uh, not even talking about the games anymore. Um, I'm actually got this feeling uh, the first time as a Panthers fan. At the end of the Saints game, I said, oh, God, we have one more game left. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of torture to uh, have to go through another game uh, with Tampa Bay. But anyway, I'm curious to know, like, real conversations uh, about what are we going to do this off season? I mean, I feel like there's so much needs to be done. 
you guys think we'll get it all done? Anyway, keep pounding. Um, I'm all Jerry. right. So, what do we have to do this off season? Right. Big question. Tough question. Uh, one question that we have to do is wait and see who is what the landscape's going to look like. Right. Right. right? Is uh, will the coaching staff be there? But at the end of the day, we know this is that the Panthers offensive line, even finally, again, we know also that the Carolina Panthers listen to the C3 Panthers podcast. They also, they don't retweet us like they read the Panthers Twitter retweets a lot of people that even talk junk about them. How have they never retweeted me? I don't get it, but they do listen to our podcast. And finally, they have said this. Matt Rule came out and said, it, we have to invest in the offensive one. The word invest tells me right away they listen to this podcast. Right? I hope Is so, what man. Saying, we have not invested. So the very first thing we have to do in this offseason is invest in the podcast, in the podcast, in the offensive line. And when I say that, is there's a multitude of ways of doing that or not a multitude. There's two ways of doing that draft and free agency. How far are we really away? I know we feel like we're so far. It feels so far away, right? We got so many positions to feel, but Phil, but you like Brady Christensen. I right? do. Is there I mean, a way, I... is there a way to quickly, one one big piece in free agency, one big draft pick next year in the first round, all of a sudden this offensive line significantly better? Is that possible? I mean or is dude, this I, gonna be something that's gonna take us two, three years, dude? I think it could take us two or three years, but also and listen, man, I know I sound like a broken record. I apologize, but it is what it is. The we don't know how many pieces away we are on the offensive line because we don't know what we have in two of our younger players. I mean, Deontay Brown is somebody that I really liked coming out of college. The only reason that he fell was due to weight issues. And um, by the way, I'll, I'll share a clip like this. You see the man do something like this in preseason. Uh, this is Deontay Brown. Right here, number 77. Uh, or no, this one right here. And see if you can spot the difference <laughs> in what Deontay Brown does versus what every other guy on the offensive line did. By the way, many of whom started uh, numerous games this year for us. And when we have a player he like that. He punched that guy in the face. That's what he did. He didn't dude, do he anything but punch that dude in the face. Force. There was no punch to the face. It was... Hey, little man, get the fuck off me because I'm the bigger, more dominant force and you're not touching my quarterback. By the way, I loved Deontay Brown when I saw him at Alabama. I saw him do this a ton and we still don't know what kind of player we have. Then how about this? What if Brady Christensen ends up being a very good left tackle but doesn't end up being very good at guard because he's never had to play that position before? So then we might have drafted Brady Christensen for nothing if we're going to end up putting him at a bunch of different Who is this poor seven? Who is the guy one? beside him? Who's the white guy getting fucked up beside him? This is Who, funny. This All right. Right beside. No, this is uh, yeah. this is, is uh, this? Christensen. Oh, God. 
That's Brady Christensen. Oh, yeah, because I think they put him in center. Messed up. Yeah, again, though, but like, that, Look, that was that was him at center. It don't matter. So your boy, I think that was him. Busted up. It might it might have been seventy one. He. That's so hard to tell. One guy, him. you're trying to tell me one guy is pushing that guy back because he's a big man and this and that, and the I other mean, guy's what, getting what, his ass whooped, and you're you like, you don't see? Oh, he's what don't good. you see? Shoves him right back. Look at this guy, man. Poor. Look at that. Did you see him go to the right? This 71 dude just getting. Yeah, dude, he got molly whopped. So when you ask uh, how many players we are away. Uh, Joseph Cagle said 71, so that wouldn't be a Christensen. Um, but yeah, listen, we honestly don't know how many players uh, we are away from being able to actually fix the offensive line. Um, and yet I could still see us um, drafting O-line, going O-line in free agency, and maybe uh, Deontay two, Brown. Uh, and- two uh, uh, free agency joints. Yeah, I mean, potentially. And then a lot of people still aren't convinced that the Panthers don't draft a quarterback. And that might not be what we want, it's a waste. we don't know. Is it a waste? To draft a quarterback? Yeah, with the offensive not, yeah. line as, as undetermined as it is. Like, wouldn't it be wrong to put, play him? Like, all right, so first of all, if he drafted a, a quarterback – in the top, say, the top six, right? So you got the guy you wanted. You got your guy, Pickett, whoever the hell he is, Corral. Who's the um, Carolina dude? Uh, Pickett? Uh, no, Sam Howell? Yeah. Nah, dude, I'm not big on Sam. But we'll get into know. that. He's all putting the Jesus quotes out there, pulling the Tim Tebow joints, throwing it. I mean, he looks all right. But uh, I don't trust. Yeah, crazy, nobody man. looks like dominant to me. But but say you you get the guy you want. You can't in good conscience put him out behind us. The worst. What is the first thing we're going to be saying? You got to sit him for a whole year. Yep. Behind who? Sam Darnold. Sam Barnold. Then you're not sitting him for a year. Yeah, you have to. You no, but you're not going. No, you but you're can't not going. Put him to behind a line. You can't like send your. You might have a kid who's like the youngest. Have you ever seen these boxing videos? Uh, I love these like little kids from like Thailand that look like they could, they're gonna grow up to be the best motherfucking. But like they beat your ass and they're like eight. <laughs> you ever seen those videos? Yeah, but like, they, like they're like this and they're like yeah, they're the best. But you can't send the kid out there in a war. I mean, you got to preserve him. Let him wait until he grows up a little bit. But Sam, this but is my point to everyone. That quarterback out there. Imagine if we would have put that great. Imagine putting Justin Fields. What would we be doing if we had Justin Fields right now and he started? What would I mean, he would have started no we matter been what. Like saying this, it was CK no, would have been going this. I'm so tired of trying to have a conversation where I have to evaluate this rookie quarterback. Behind the shittiest offensive line in the history of the world. But my point you is, might you're, you're, you're going to be forced them, to play them anyway because build Sam Donald is not going to is not going to hold up the entire season. He's either going to get hurt or he's going to start throwing a bunch of dumb interceptions, and then the fans are going to boo, bro. and then they're going to demand the rookie quarterback play. P. 
PJ Walker, bro. Dude, you know that Justin Fields, if if he if we would have drafted him this year, he wouldn't have sat behind someone very long. It, he would have seen the field the, the field this year. Sam Donald would not Justin have prevented Fields. him from 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 seeing the field. You know, you know what? You're right. He would. But that's the well, point. We should have kept Teddy and done that. You would have seen. You would have seen Justin Field, and you would have seen Justin Fields come out and do just as bad as Cam Newton has done, as Sam Darnold's done against yeah. you know with this offensive line. So we made the absolute best decision we ever made, not going with uh, Justin Fields because he deserves a better quarter or a better organization than what we're able to give him. And that's less about the Panthers and more about Justin Fields. Yeah. CK has been right, and he's been on this for weeks. Is I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to see nothing. I don't want to speak nothing. I love this comment until right here. the damn offensive line gets fixed. Because until then, we're just gonna have that conversation. Mm-hmm. The conversation will be this: is like, did we look? At, all right, and I'm gonna leave it at this. Trevor Lawrence, oh, the greatest. The greatest prospect in the history of prospects, according to Cody Lashley. This is about to be no, bad. and I don't want you might look. I my the guy that one of my very good friends is a Jags fan, like a hardcore Jags fan. It's weird. I'm gonna tell you that. First of all, when you meet a hardcore Jags fan, it's weird. I'm like, damn. I mean, he loves to talk about football. The Jags mm-hmm. every time. Man, Bro, y'all exist. I'm like, I'm like, God damn. I thought my life sucked. I walked into the gym today, and my he's my trainer too, by the way. He's awesome. He goes, Fucking Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> oh God. No. Nah, and look, and he told me this is that he Trevor Lawrence actually set the record for rookie passing yards ever. Right, like I mean, like because they throw fifty-seven times, you know, yeah. 50, whatever. But like he also is throwing more interceptions than anybody in his life, his whole life. He's sitting there worried. Did we break Trevor Lawrence right away? That's what the conversation he's having, and that's the number one pick, Cody. That's the greatest prospect ever, pick. And even that man has fucking fallen by the worst, right? That's the offensive line. That would be what well, it would be here. Yeah, I that's mean, that's all I'm saying. No that's all we're saying here that, is we don't, we're not trying to talk shit about Trevor. This isn't Trevor Lawrence shade. This ain't shade about Justin Fields. This ain't shade. the problem. Is this is that if you draft a quarterback next year and then you start him. Guess what we're going to be doing? We're going to be having the same conversation that CK said. Is is he good? Are we killing him? Or are we like we have to get this line better quickly? And the question is, is does that take one year, two years? Or are we destined uh, to just be face fucked by defense for the rest of our life? Next call. Yo, guys. It's Nick from up here in Mass. What's up, Nick? Look, I, uh, my sister's boyfriend, he's like 50, 50 years old. They've been together for the last like 12, 14 years, something like that. Always been a great guy. Always been great 
with the rest of my family, everything like that. Always been a Steelers fan this whole life. So got him tickets for him and my sister, which, mind you, my sister doesn't know shit about football, only watches it because he's interested in that sort of deal. She's actually starting to get the hang of it, which is pretty pretty cool. Okay, but they went down to see uh, Big Ben's last game at home yesterday. Okay, and they texted me today saying how thankful they were, and it's awesome, you know. But I asked them, like, you know, for shits and giggles, did they do anything special to give Ben like a, the proper send off? And my sister said, yeah, the entire game they were they were chanting, "Thank you, Ben," all around the entire city. It was thank you, Ben, you know, that sort of deal, all over clothing, everywhere. Okay, now I get it. When Cam Newton went down in 2019, it was the beginning of the season. Nobody knew that it was going to be his last season in Carolina. Okay, and let's face it, I'm not calling this quote-unquote return of Cam Newton. We didn't do him justice. The fact that he only played one snap in Tampa Bay, the last home game of the season, Fuck you, Matt Rule. You are a fucking idiot. Anyways, look, we never gave this man a proper send-off. I was at Cam's last game before he got cut. Okay, It was the Monday night game or the Thursday night game against Tampa Bay. And y'all booed him off the fucking field. I still think I was there, but CK reminds me. Y'all booed him numerous times throughout the game, and you booed him off the field. All right? And I get it. You didn't know that it was going to be his last game. But we haven't done anything for this man. You know, and as much as I want to reach out to man, who, let's face it, he will always be the most important quarterback that Carolina has ever had. Okay? Down the road, he might not necessarily be the best, but he is the most important one. He is the one that put us on the map and made us a contender for almost 10 years. Okay. Yes, we had winning seasons, we had losing seasons, but he made us contenders for numerous years while he was in Carolina, and we did not do the man justice. So you know what? I hope we don't re-sign him, and I hope he goes play and plays for the Steelers, and I hope he kicks our ass next year because I'm going to be at that game, and I'm going to be rooting for Cam if he is a Steeler. So love the show, guys. I have a whole bunch more to say, but I'm going to wait until. All right. So look, as I know some people that Appreciate are. It, uh, anti-cam are not going to like this. Nick, first of all, is like one of the best dudes you're ever going to meet. So sure. he cares about people, right? And I think that number one, that that's where the the Cam Newton issue is going to be dear to his heart, right? And probably too, as a, a football fan who was probably brought in by a player like Cam Newton, also important. CK is always I've I've continued to say that I was there when Cam Newton played his last play, but CK reminds me it wasn't. It was the Rams game. Right. Wasn't it the opener we yeah. were at? Yeah, so we went to yeah. Um it was the was, it was the, the first game of the season, right? Yeah. I think Something it was the like Rams. That. I think it was the Rams we saw. But anyway, I still think it was but it is look, is that Cam Newton has been is is probably the most important person to this franchise, and I know people want to say Sam Mills because keep pounding logo, you know, and they want to. It's not virtue signaling; that's not the right term, but you know, it's so easy to say. But I mean, his really most of his career was the Saints, 
Yeah, Cam is our first superstar. Anyway, um, I will cut my ponytail. I will cut this off if we get a better quarterback than Cam. When and if. I can't wait. I can't So does wait. that mean you're never cutting your hair until no, you not have going a that far. Not that going that far. But I'm telling you, like, is that he said that he is the best and will be the best for a while. Like, if we could get someone that's even in the realm of Cam Newton in the next five years, this dude right here is going to be sexual on this podcast. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, do you know how much we're, we miss that? How we miss a our North Star. And you can talk all the shit you wanted about. Have, we don't have Cam no more. And Cam's not the same no more. And, and bringing Cam back next year will not be that. But he was our John Elway of our franchise. He was our damn And I'm not trying to compare him to them. But he was that for us. And so when you talk about a big band where they give him that giant send off and, you know, I would say, what do you guys think that big Ben deserves that send off? Yeah. Dude. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's I controversial. do. I do. And I Joan wish- said this, she would not watch the rapist. That was it. She said, I will not watch a snap from the rapist. I was like, God, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to tell a woman that. how to feel. I mean, hey, you should better hope that uh, Deshaun Watson's name doesn't get cleared and uh, nah, David it's a little gets different. thirsty for it. Uh, there is them. a strong case that Roethlisberger ass-raped a girl in the bathroom. Uh, there was a lot more than that, too. Been it for four games for it, dude. He did a whole bunch. Nah, he also, that was like... The- it, dude, I read articles that like Don't he was say that he had a porn addiction exposing himself to to women also. Which but being as I'm just saying this is that like he and and you know we are able to forgive a lot or overlook because we like football so much. But he did want he only won one Super Bowl. They say he's all I mean he's been I, I'm I'm one, I thought he won two. Two, yeah. Yeah, he won two. Was it two? Yeah, he won that two. He won, he won one with Jerome Bettis, uh, and then uh, he beat the Cardinals. Uh, was that the same? I guess I just need to look it up. I don't know, but my video. Yeah, it was two. Is, Chat room is my two. audio okay? Uh, your webcam is frozen. I know. Is my audio okay? So I can just Yeah, yeah, we can call. hear you. Okay. Here's the next call. Hey, what's going on, fellas? It's Corey calling in. Um, it's Tuesday, so I don't even know if y'all are gonna get to this call or not. Uh, but I was just listening to the to the post game show, uh, this past post game show, man, and and I heard heard the call from my man Noah, uh, and it, it just made me think, bro. I, it it kind of got me, you know, in my feels a little bit because you know, obviously, we all frustrated as Panther fans. You no know, shit, shit ain't going great right now. Um, and I have no idea how, how knowing how old Noah is, man, but like I'm led to believe, you know, back in twenty fifteen, bro, there's a good, good, good chance he was too young to even, you know, really be watching football like that or, That's or what I'm to, saying. to even you know, understand what was really going on. That's 
coming up on seven years ago now. Um, and, and he made me, he reminded myself a lot, a lot like me, man. I'm not like an old guy. I'm, I'm 24, but shit, like I, I was, I was that same kid. I'm sure a lot of us were. We were watching the Panthers, and it was. It, it's not like even they were just bad. They were just whack, bro. Like there was, we had no exciting players. It wasn't fun to watch. There was nobody cool that anybody wanted to be like. Like you know, what I'm saying other than other than Steve Smith, but he, it got to the point where he he could only do so much. Like the Panthers just weren't a cool team, weren't exciting, weren't nothing. Um, you know, and we got Cam, and he kind of turned the franchise around, him along with you know other players, and it just kind of revamped the franchise. It brought this new life to to the fan base, man. So I guess I guess there's no real point in my call, man. But I just want to say to to Noah and pretty much all the younger fans out there, man, if anybody. Fantastic call. And see, okay, that's what I was saying to Tony the other day when me and Tony kind of went yeah. after it a little bit because, you know, these younger fans, at least me and you remember 2015. Yeah. Like we all do. We remember yeah. 2013. You know, players like you know? Don't come around every once in a while, man. But, oh, it's still going. <laughs> you know, this, this, this is a low that we have. And, you know, it, it, it's better to, 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 you know, tough out the, the hard times, man, because, like I said, it's, it's it's hard to watch right now, even if you are, like, a Panthers fanatic, bro. Like, you love them to the death. It's just hard to yes. watch. Like, it's just not, not a good product to put out. But but it will turn around, man, I will say. It's up to the, to the team to put out a better product because they can't just expect fans to just lay down and, and, and take the shit that they're doing, man. But, but just say that, man, because it does turn around. It does get better. And even if we're not Super Bowl contenders every year, bro, it's going to be fun watching games. It's, it's just pretty shitty right now. But that's all I had to say, man. Just like I said, man, we're coming up on the end of the year, but keep pounding y'all. And obviously, man, appreciate all the shows y'all do, man. Peace. Appreciate you, bro. Keep pounding. And yeah, uh, you know, it's like I was saying, TK, when, when you have these young fans who might not have the connection to the better Panther seasons that we've been able to experience it's hard to then ask them to hang on to the football team right. and continue to be a fan of the football team going forward, man. Dude, I think Noah breaks everyone's heart, dude. It's like that kid pulls at your heartstrings when you hear the the angst in his young mm-hmm. voice talking about this terrible football team and what it does to him. It's authenticity, um, bro. That's what yep, it is. And, and that's it's the danger, true. man. We can't let I it hope happen. the next call. But what what if he's the next call? That'd be awesome. Let's see. Good evening, boys. Nope. It's your boy Nick calling from out in Seattle. Oh, what's up, Seattle? Having a wonderful Tuesday so far. So I have a question to pose to see what your thoughts and opinions are of this. Now I'm from Seattle, so I'm very familiar what it looks like when an owner comes in and strips a team with the narrative to do something different than what the fans are being told. What do you boys think about the possibility that David Tepper is doing what he's doing to potentially move the Panthers? Is that something y'all no, think is not. realistic? He's you two asked that two years you. ago. You asked that two years ago, we might say yes. But the Rock Hill, South Carolina complex – Right. And the addition of the soccer team, I think alone, make it too much. Right? I mean, like, yeah. you can't move all that. You're you're moving facilities at that right. point. Yeah. And you can't move facilities. You can move both teams, maybe. That would be dicey. You wouldn't have built all that. 
You wouldn't have built this city on Rock and Hill. Yeah, and that new facility that we're that we're building, it, you know, that's not gonna get up and move too. And that's gonna be right, a state of the art yeah, a state yeah. of the art new practice facility. Um, I did read some news that uh David Tepper uh did purchase some land or some uh some lots near the stadium. Uh, yeah. that they might be trying Tailgate to get yeah, tailgating and stuff like that, which I'd be down for. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think the Panthers are going anywhere. And then, like, the- I don't think you want to. I think the it's a busted narrative to to move right now. Is I think that um, North Carolina is a attractive place for business. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're in a, a financial sector. First of all. Tepper, who is big into finance, is in a finance city. That's not the worst yeah. gig for him. Charlotte's I'm just trying to think of like city. what cities are so much more attractive, right? The Midwest has been dying. The Rust Belt has been dying. The North is full of taxes. You know, I mean, it's like it's really like San Antonio or bust. No, so Austin. The the city that's right, yeah. The city that's been getting the most talk is Austin, especially during the pandemic with people moving out of New York, out of LA. Um, you know, but we're not that far different. It's not a that's not we're not a far cry from that. And when it'd be one thing is like if the Jets were like, We're trying to get the fuck out of here. But also in the last time I had checked, Charlotte is still uh, the largest growing city in the southeast. So it's yeah, not like this nah, is a bad weather, market. We're, we're a growing market. Yeah, good taxes. No, nah, it's yeah. true. North Carolina uh, young, is there's young people here. Place. Yeah, there's a, there's we just have to continue to build, and that's what we want to see from David Tepper. That you know, uh, he was supposed to build the first time and start to implement coaches that knew what they were doing and GMs that knew what they were doing. And it just doesn't seem like any of that's happened. Let me ask you this. Is that in the best scenario, say say I give you a magic like the genie lamp Uh and you can move somewhere. Like you move, you can take this team and move it anywhere. And I don't need a place. I would, my questions are, what are the attributes that would you, that what you would need? Like, what would that place need to have? Right. First, you would need to sell out the city, to sell out the stadium all the time, right? Well, we sell out the stadium all the time because we have PSLs, and Jerry Richardson was brilliant on the PSL joint. Ruined the fan culture, but brilliant. Like, man, they don't ever not sell out. So, like, any game, like, I mean, when you look at those empty seats, them seats are paid for, homie. Yeah. Right? I mean, so, like, you see empty seats, but they've been paid for. So you don't got to worry about that. Like, what would you need? It used to be TV market, I think. Right? You would get a bigger share. Like, it's kind of like college football. Like, being in this different um, conference would allow you to get a bigger TV deal. Yeah. Is that the same now, though? I'm sure it helps a little bit if you're, like, in California or something. You get an extra 10 million people. But now with the internet and the way we watch the red zone and things like that, I don't know if that is like, what would you need? 
what would be the giant, what would be the big benefit to moving, like to pick your best place, pick the best place. What would be the ad, ad advantage financially of moving the team? I mean, the only thing that makes sense would be a bigger market, but again, that's, that's and you have to be good then. Yeah. Right? Like, like I mean, think about this. If you put a team that sucks in LA, nobody watches them. They don't right. give a fuck. You gotta be good. Hmm. Interesting. Well, and you have to have a reason to hope that they will be good at some point in time. So yeah. for example, yeah, if you're if you live in Los Angeles, be a Chargers fan. They have a damn good quarterback that's on his second year of his deal, a brand-new head coach that's aggressive. They have a bunch of good players. Yeah, you want to jump onto a team like that. And if you're a fan like Noah and you're a kid his age, man, you see that team and go, well, man, even if this year doesn't pan out, I can see a lot of hope going forward in the future and, and what they're doing. And well, honestly, Tony, and I've been hold on. I've been telling you this for a while. I really don't like the market question, uh, the the way that we have it, man. Like, you know, uh, what market is better than another one, dude? Kansas City Chiefs aren't a, weren't a green uh, a big time market. The uh, Green Bay Packers were not a big time market. The Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah, but they have history. Not that's not fair. It's not a fair, com- yeah, not but, a fair but comparison. Yeah, but that's my point, though. That's you build up history as you continue to prove yourself and put winning. That's not the modern era, bro. That's not the modern era. The modern era is about getting the merchandise sales, the this and that. So it's not about like what we're going to be in green Bay will be the only reason they are not trying to move green Bay as a team is that they have a long history. They're owned by the people and they're good. But I mean, think about this. I mean, like you might, and it goes away. Like, how is this? Way. Is that you know, in ten years we might be talking about the Detroit Lions not being in Detroit no more, right? It's like I mean, like is nobody wants to live in Detroit, blah blah blah, but you know, what I mean, like it's all these things. Detroit used to be this big metropolitan area. So, all right, so I guess my my last uh, it's not my last question, but my deal. I'm trying to search for reasons. Think about what the who's the guy that moved um, Oakland. The I forget his name. The owner, Mike uh, Al, Mark, Al, something now. Mark, the owner of the Mark Davis. Uh, Mark Davis. Yeah, Davis. Yeah, Mark Davis. Al Davis was his dad. You got the stupid so. Why did they move from Oakland to Las Vegas? Well, one, it's, it's like the stadium, right? That was a big deal. But the idea is, as he's like putting it in a place where. You're going to have like so much draw, so much merchant. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, is it more than just the stadium? I don't know if the Carolina Panthers are that different if they move to Austin. No. Yeah. Right? All I the mean, big like, I mean, like, destinations how... are gone. LA is gone. Oh, Las Vegas is gone. We can make ourselves a big destination by winning. That's what I was saying. You become one of those. The, the size of the market doesn't matter when you're Especially a football team age. that is a perennial contender. It mattered 20 years ago. It mattered 10 years ago, I bet. <laughs> Not the internet. I promise you today, the internet has changed the game, homie. 
like the way it's infused into our life. Just think about 10 years ago. Like if you wanted 20 years ago, if you want to know the answer or something, you didn't just pull your phone out. Right. I mean, you, we follow the Panthers. Look at this. We're on the internet doing this joint right now. I'm t- look at the Panthers social media. It's as big as some of the old school names. I don't know. I don't know if the same metrics of markets share um, transition anymore, but I do think it's probably related to merchandise probably. So if you do have 50 million people living in that area, that probably, if you sold one t-shirt to 5 million people versus 275,000 people, that makes a big difference. So it's probably a merchandise, I bet. Uh, because we sell out 252-228-5098. What's up, C3? Um, there he is. Let's just be honest here today. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, this team is oh, dark water. Horrible. Like your style, uh, bro. I would think even if we get a good pick, some of that is going to do anything. I mean... Let's just think about this. We have a we have freaking a um, general manager that don't think right. We have a coach who's just stupid. I mean, the most stupidest person I can ever see in my life. And then we have David Tepper. He 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 just go with the Brady bunch. I mean, it's crazy. They just think one thing, two, and thing three. They 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 don't think. I mean, they just don't think. I mean, let's just think about this. We started three and oh, had a good first season. Started three and oh, we were five and twelve, eleven. This is not good. I mean, we're just horrible. We're just horrible. And even if we do get a good draft or like a good draft player, there's barely any good people in the draft. Let's be honest, people. It wasn't like um, it wasn't like like a couple years ago. There's not a lot of good people in the draft this year. That's going to help out our team. I mean, we last year's draft. I mean, our we draft horrible. I mean, how how okay? We was like in the top what top five, and then we went to go get Sam Darnold. Like, He's right. Now. He's right. We're not making We're good seven, but it's okay. Point stands like, true. Make better decisions. Like I, I don't know what's going on, but if I was in there, I swear, I was. I can go in that front office and just help them because this is sad. <laughs> sad. I wish you could too, Noah. Keep pounding. Keep My pounding. Man. Hey, let me let, let me speak to Noah real quick because you mentioned the draft. And you said that there's no good players in the draft. Well, I'm going to be covering draft players here on this channel very soon. But also, there are always good players in the draft, Noah. There are always good players. The question is, do you have a general manager good enough to draft those good players? Because sometimes you have those diamonds in the rough. Players that slip under the radar, that fall to the late rounds that you pick up and they can actually play meaningful football. We're still hoping that Brady Christensen and Deontay Brown can be that. But look at what Trey Smith, 
drafted in the sixth round is doing for the Kansas City Chiefs right now. You know, we really just have to sadly give Federer some more time. And Noah, listen, if I'm a betting man, I kind of think that the Panthers, um, I don't think David Tepper is going to stay put with Matt Rule. I think the amount of criticism and the amount of ire that he's been drawing, um, especially if, how we're going to finish out this season, losing, I mean, b- being the first 5-12 and 12 team after we started 3-0, and 0, dude, that is unacceptable, man. It's unacceptable. Noah, I wish you were up there in that building to talk some sense to these people because maybe it would have happened a little earlier. But I do think Matt Rule is out the door, Noah. I do think so. Tim Estes has been on point tonight. My man said, Noah 2024. First of all, love it. Earlier, he said the reason the Panthers don't retweet you is because of that Derek Anderson joint <laughs> back in the day. Is mad. He said he knows that's oh, that's a OG right there. Tim Estes, OG for knowing that. And um, Noah, I would say this is I'm ready to follow you, bro. I will follow wherever you go, I will follow you. Like, I mean, I feel like I'm walking through the desert for 40 days. Join the cult like, of Noah. No, no, actually, no, that's Moses. I gotta go. I'm Noah was the ark, right? We yeah, gotta the yeah. We gotta get on the boat with Noah. I'm I would get on that boat. Noah's saying this. There's a flood a coming. I'm getting on it. <laughs> I swear. Kids, wise, wise beyond his years. The chat room loves him. The number is two five two 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 eight. Fifty ninety eight. Hey guys, Joey. Uh, <laughs> Good yeah, juxtaposition really right Jim here. Harbaugh. Yeah, right. Because Jim Harbaugh is what everyone wanted Matt Rule to be. Let's be honest; he's a college coach. I mean, Jim Jim Harbaugh is. Um, he has a lot of college experience, and he has a lot of NFL experience. Good quality NFL experience. That not a. Uh, Getting uh, not retrieving the dildo from the back room for the uh, whoa, certain members of our coaching staff have, but he has built Super Bowl teams. Uh, and the only reason he went back to Michigan was because he got into it with Trent Baalke, and for some reason, the 49ers ownership liked Trent Baalke. I don't know why, but um. I, I bet you Sean, Sean Khan from the Jags could tell you too. He kept his ass, even though he fired Urban Meyer. But um, it was never his fault. He was never the bad one. You know, look what Trent Baalke went on not to do, which was be any good. He's basically Marty Herney. I'm talking about Trent Baalke. But, yeah, it's time for Harbaugh to come back to the NFL, dude. And I hope it's with us, but... If he doesn't want to come and be Captain Favaho for the Carolina Panthers, I don't think I blame him. Ha- oh. Enough with this sucks. zombie song in the back. Anyway, guys. Music. Wow, wow, wow. wow Before wow, I go, wow. fuck Matt. Oh, right, we got kids listening to the show. Next call. Man, I just feel like we out here just, I don't know what we're doing no more. It's kind of hard to even watch these games. This is freaking terrible. Don't even make sense what we do. 
Uh, they're rotating quarterbacks. Line is trash. Matt Rule don't know what he's talking about. He be out there playing favorite. He clearly don't know how to make no adjustments. He's just a whole bunch of beer. I mean, what are you saying that? I mean, like, my man just spoke the truth there. Yep. Offensive line is trash. Matt Rule just keeps talking. And no one makes adjustments. I don't know if you can. I would be interested in saying this. All right. I did mention to you guys earlier, I wanted to circle back to the Saints game just for momentarily. Not a long time. Not a deep dive into the game. But I was emotional after this past loss. And one where, which is interesting that I was so fired up after this past loss against the Saints when I was literally cheering when they did well, the Saints, not the Panthers. I was literally cheering because I did not want us to squeak out a win and for it to make this coaching staff look competent for a moment. And I'm not even saying the staff. I'm just saying Matt Rule at this point. I feel like it's mean to talk junk about Jeff Nixon. I ain't even got no problems with that, dude. I mean, I don't want him to be my next coach or nothing. But. So. Dude. I, like this, if we come out and win this game next week against this backup, so the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we win six games. There is an argument there that you progress by one game. You had, you know, I mean, like there were some challenges. You got some things wrong, but things are going, but like it's not ready to sink the ship. It's scuttle, scuttle the ship, I believe they say. Like it's like when you're trying to just like just, I don't want, I feel like I don't want anything. I don't want no sleight of hand that confuses us on that, confuses us on that. And it's not about draft picks for me at this point. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But if the Panthers go out and win this last game, does it make the question more complicated or any more complicated? And that's no. what I'm afraid of. Um, well, thank you, CK. Thank you for no. being a man of reason. <laughs> All right. Well done. Dude. All right. Looking back at the game, just real quick, uh, how bad was the Saints game? Because I, uh, I've i heard people saying that the defense – you know, put up a good, you know, look, first of all, we made the first half. This is what people would say. And I think it's a fair analysis. And the Carolina Panthers came out there and made that first, uh, went what up at the half, 10-9. Yep. Right. Defense uh, put in difficult positions, kept them out of the end zone for a while. Right. Did some good, decent things. Um, And the offense didn't. People would say that the defense showed a little heart, a little fight. Have has your have your cha- has has your perspective changed? Because me, I still look at this game, and I go, "That's like me." I don't know. I don't even know what the right analogy is, but I don't find I'm. It's not a moral victory for me. What Tony is the defense the, not playing playing okay for five seconds? Is it lends to the point that you have been trying to make all season that any good thing that you say about our defense, you can look underneath it and see the caveats, right? 
Well, we can look at that Saints game and see that they've been missing starting offensive linemen all year. They have no receiver help. Taysom Hill is their starting quarterback. And by the way, forget what you think of him. He's also playing with a wow. clubbed middle finger that saw Russell Wilson sit out three games earlier. So he's a busted bum. So it's even more. It's like even if you praise the defense, you still look at, okay, it wasn't against a very good offense, and they were still able to put up uh, 18 points on us. So, uh, you know, there isn't really a way to think too differently about it, man. Um, The the Carolina Panthers simply don't have an offense. I mean, that's really as, as bad as it is. In fact, I'll pull it up here, Tony. You'd sent something uh, to our chat room. Is about, this the uh, offensive line? Yeah, I'll pull that up. How about people yeah. been talking junk about uh, everybody else's offensive line, and ours is that the there's only one worse, I think, and the, it's the Jags. I bet. Yeah. So yeah, right here, this on. is pa- uh, pass protection rankings. Uh, Los Angeles Rams being the number Dolphins one are worse, and somehow, some way, the Dolphins are worse. But by the way, the Dolphins beat the shit them. out of us. Credit the to them. Credit to them. But also, our defense didn't do anything to the. Uh, we we couldn't do shit to the, uh, the Miami offense. Our defense couldn't do anything to them. So I don't even buy that. We have the worst. Why is your boy Trevor Lawrence so sorry? Why is what? Why is Trevor Lawrence so sorry? Because have you seen what's going on down there? They have zero fucking coaches. They have zero receivers. Zero. They have a great. Line. They have a middle of the There's pack a, offensive yeah. line though. No, oh, you're right. He just like fucking sucks. No, nah, you're right. Trevor's a girl. He's a transgender. He sucks. He shouldn't even be playing. Whoa. Just saying, I'm actually. Is there anything surprising about this list? I actually would say this is that the fact that the Jags are that high surprises yeah. me. Yeah, right. I agree. that would surprise me. Uh, the fact that the Dolphins are lower than us surprised me. I didn't think we would be at the bottom, but like you said, they beat the brakes off of us. And I know their defense did a lot of that. It does Dude, how about surprise this? me that Carolina is that, that low. Dude, I'm surprised. Is the Bengals the Bengals are doing well? That's the one. That's the one that surprises me. Howard Titans. Howard Titans. I talked about this already. I talked about this already. Like that's where you have to look at what coaching can do and and scheming things up. And when you have a fantastic overcoming, uh, I mean, you have an an elite squad of offensive uh, weapons down there now. Um, Joe Burrow is really putting it on. Um, I mean, at this point in time, that's why I said I said it after the post game. I said when you see a team like the Bengals coming out here with a very bad offensive line, still doing the right thing. The problem is, is you can only do so much before your quarterback gets hurt, and that's what you saw right. happen at the end of the game when when you saw Burrow come out of the game. Okay, yeah. I mean, I would say, I mean, I'm just it's interesting to me. Like, I expect a lot of these teams to be on the bottom of this list, right? I expect the Giants to be on this list, the Texans to be at the bottom. Mm, I see. Would not expect this about the Colts. I thought they would be. Yeah, that's all I was going to say. And and I hope I'm reading it right. Yeah, I'm reading it right. right, So it goes 1 through 16 to Baltimore. And then so 
Right. So I think like so some of these are surprising numbers to me. Um, and I think the Colts is a big surprise to me. And I think maybe the Titans a little bit of a surprise. Even and though I'm it's just, still not a good number. 20, look Houston at this. At, Houston at 25 is kind of surprising, too. I figured. And isn't uh, Chicago at 12 a giant surprise? That to me is a, like on the, it's like the inverse surprise. Chicago yeah, if, uh, like, is like a, a pleasant surprise. How are they that high? And then I don't uh, believe that. CK was believe, talking I about I almost don't the, even trust this tab. Who who made this? I don't know. You're the one you're sharing. Oh, it says um, notes. Blend of PFF. Yeah, blend of grade. PFF and ESPN pass blocking win rate. CK was talking about the Bengals. And let me tell you, they, their offensive line might not be great, but they're not regretting uh, drafting Jamar Chase over Penae Sewell. That dude, uh, he has like the most passing yards and touchdowns that a rookie has ever had. He did that he was on pace. Uh, the guy's putting up records. Uh, well, and they really have they have the most exciting player. young offense. I, I would say they have the most exciting young offense in the NFL. When you look at uh, yeah. uh, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, I mean, they have players over there man and joe burrow is for real man so mm. how about this is could you could jamar chase have the season he has where he's having it and you be a lions fan and still be happy about getting penesu i think you can yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah we passed on a guy that's having a great year and apparently we also Sewell's got a guy too. that's been playing very well and I agree with my man who says, I've been trying to tell y'all, Ernie, this defense is fool's gold. I've been saying it for a long time. 252-228-5098. Hey, guys, it's Joey again. Hey, uh, remember when we had that, like, scandal where these cheerleaders went down to Tampa and did something? I forgot exactly oh, what yeah, they she did. Oh, yeah, she punched that girl in the face. Scandal. She broke yeah, that, that girl's nose. The top cats kind of made national news. Like, they went down to Tampa and they did some shit. Hey, why don't we get some top cat to go down to Tampa and I'll go with them. Yes, I sound like <laughs> Donald Trump now. Yeah, of course you I'll will, go with Joey. Them. Somebody please and give Joey a... Why don't we get them to lead a big fire rule chat and then you know, when rule does something particularly egregious, they all like... Kiss Joey the like, Blind Panther. <laughs> Well, they do that, and then they land on the field, and then they all drop kick Matt Rule. Anyway, well, guys. Wow, wow. The call got better as it went on. And I will tell you this is that there was a, this was a long time ago. And he is right that this uh, top cat story, I feel like this was in the early 2000s, though. I don't even top. know. I don't even know what's being. So one of these about. top. All right. So one of the top cats goes like the cheerleaders. The yeah. cheerleaders are down there and they're in Tampa and they're partying at this bar. I don't know if it was the night before, or the night after, the game. One of the two. And um, this one chick gets mad because she's trying to get with this other chick, and someone uh, and this other chick is getting with her chick. 
So it's one. So it's one of the Panthers cheerleaders, and she's upset about another girl getting on her. You know what? Wait. So the a girl was at a bar. Yeah, it's at a bar. It's like the night after a game or before a game. I can't remember if it's the night after a game. Yeah, but it was like a jealous top cat of another girl. And she broke this bitch's nose. Like she... But up! Like, God. I mean, they were all jacked up on coke. They were doing coke. I think that was part of it, too. They were doing coke. Like, that I mean, sounds like, like the start of a video it on was, Pornhub. It was awesome. No, it was like this. It was like... Uh, I gave him a Jerry Richardson gave him a non-disclosure agreement agreement afterwards, and that was it. NDA. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, is that like that's what it was about? Is is and it was so awesome. It was dope, and and you know what? I'll give his his call. His call got better because I bet you that top cat had more fight in her than John Miller did. <laughs> She was pissed, way man. more. She it's not even a question. That. More than Google Pat Elflin, Michael Chat. Jordan, and John Miller. Chat, Google it. Chat, Google it. Uh, just Google uh, Panthers cheerleader breaks girl's nose. And y'all tell me the details. I'm I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It man was something to that effect. Was uh, it before the age of internet videos of like people recording? Oh, on yeah. Their oh, this is like when we had to read it in the newspaper. Oh man, that would have been a fantastic internet video. Oh no, you know what? It would have made a great YouTube discussion. Oh yeah, it would have been fire. But this is we would like be breaking we down our techniques to on do the show. Everything back in the day, man. We could do anything. I skipped. Yeah. I skipped fifty-two days of Latin to my senior year in high school. You know you can't do, yeah, it was like a monument. Like my teacher, I mean, it was like people, like the the police officer would just wave to me as I just drove by. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, there was a different era. I'm trying to tell y'all cats who have grown up with the internet, it's a different, it's awesome. Like, I feel like I'm, I have grown up in a time and I'm not old. Like, imagine how our parents feel or something. But I mean, we have really grown up in a time that is transformational with the internet like i mean like it is a different world 252-228-5098 hey guys it's chuck from Elizabeth city aka carolina sports guy in the carolina panthers 27 what 27 28 year history you know we have like a two or three different deficit loss to the same set rolls very close Atlanta's beaten us more than anybody else. But Tampa's the one team in our division. We've beaten them more than they've beaten us. But we're going to make history on Sunday. Tampa has never beaten us more than three times in a row, ever. And right now, because of Tom Brady, they have beaten us the last three times. So Sunday is going to be the first time ever Tampa is going to beat us four in a row. And if you go back and look at the history, we've beaten before four or five, I think, times in a row. We've beaten several times in different spots in our history. The sad thing is, guys, this team, we just, it wasn't that long ago we were almost 500 as a franchise. I'm going to offer 15 and one 
Super Bowl gear. We only needed to to go like nine and seven or ten and six, and, and we couldn't. We finished six and ten. Tepper, I'm willing to give him a break because he's trying to spend money. He's trying to do things, and people are going to knock him because he made the hires. Yeah, he made the hires, and it falls on his head. Well, folks, he's not a football coach. He's not a GM. He's trying to hire people for the job. And Matt Rule put his shitty soap in a box, and we bought the product. And doesn't look very appealing. Um, I just don't think we need to go for these college coaches. We've got to find someone who's had some proven NFL coaching experience. And not a bad retread. We need an up-and-coming, no-name. Uh, hey, what about the Dan Quinn guy that coached Atlanta? As bad as he oh, sucked, it seems like Chuck. he got Dallas Stop, with defense rolling. He always had our number. We need a coordinator who can who can really go out there and, and do something. There's been a, a coach before. Or at least we been a coordinator around the league for a long time. All right, I misremembered the story. But it may be better than I remembered. Two Panthers cheerleaders dismiss, dismissed uh, November 6, 2005. Two Carolina Panthers cheerleaders who witnesses told police were having sex with each other in a bathroom at a stall in Tampa Bay. In a Tampa Bay nightclub were arrested and charged early Sunday following a run-in with patrons and police. Um, the cheerleaders were, let me see, um, the cheerleaders were violent, uh, kicked off. The police report, witnesses complained, claimed, complained, they exclaimed, witnesses claimed Thomas and Keithley were having sex with each other in a stall when other patrons grew angry that the two were taking so long in the bathroom. Another woman waiting to use the bathroom got into an argument with the two. And Thomas hit that person in the face. So she broke the, I remember this. So the broken nose was right. The cocaine was wrong. The lesbian, the, um, I don't know what to say. That's not a bad word. You're going to say lesbian. No, go to bed. You can say lesbians. We've already cussed too much. We've, listen, we've corrupted Noah. He's listened to this podcast too long. Noah, no, please don't repeat any of the words that we say. I was just trying to get the facts right. I was just trying to get facts right. I just Googled that. And again, another example of how Google and the internet. But uh, there did yeah, there did appear to in be. In 2005, that went under the radar. Yeah. In 2022, that was on that website that we cannot tell no. <laughs> <laughs> Next call. Hey, Kevin Charlton. Yeah, I've been hearing these cat calls, and they're all depressing. I'm like, why are all depressed? Do you know what's happening this Sunday? Do you know what we got to play for this Sunday? You got to play for the culture. You got to oh, win this game gosh. for the culture. That's what Matt Rule's trying to do for us. He's going, we we got to win this game. That's right. We're going to get out of the top 10 of draft picks. Tell them, Kevin. You know, and we're going to do this, this for the culture for next year. So we can, fan if I've ever you know, one. build on that. And then <laughs> that I hope you get a bucket of mayonnaise dumped in your <laughs> face. <laughs> next call. Uh, hey, this I is trying to be positive. Now, how do the Come New York back. Giants, not New York Giants, New York team, New York Jets, 
How do they rank higher than us? That's what I don't get. How do they rank higher than us? And there's some more things to say too. Um, um, I feel so bad. Honestly, um, I, I think so that this team, I think this team can be a great team if we make some changes. Um, I agree with you, Cody. Um, like you said earlier, um, it's not um good players in the draft, but our GM just don't know how to draft them. And I agree with you. And honestly, I, I don't know what to expect from this team going on from now. Um, this team is so unpredictable. Like, we make one move. And then, honestly, I don't know. It seems like Matt Wool is like... Like he he gets like to say and stuff like I don't know if a lot of people voted on getting Sam Donald into the team. I don't know if it's just Matt Wool or something like that. I'm not sure. I don't know what's going on in there. But like, do they do like do they ever talk to each other? Like, um, the general manager and the um and Matt Wool and them. Like, I don't know. It just seems just weird and. Like, um, the video that talked from earlier with Cam, like how he talked bad on Cam, is like he's never really wanted Cam to be back on the team. Like, it just seems weird. And I think Matt Wool probably about to, like, what? How many games you got with the season? Two? Maybe three? I'm not sure. Um, I think he may be gone. If David Tepper keeps him, he gotta be the most, he gotta be an idiot. <laughs> he gotta go. I, I think it's it may, he may go back to college or I don't know, but he gotta go. This is unacceptable. Keep counting C three and we will find a light at the tunnel. I don't know somewhere. So I'm just good, saying man. that. You oh, lift man, this podcast up. There's probably no light under the tunnel. So it's, it's too far away for us to see it. Keep counting. Keep I would, Noah. Noah, you lift this podcast up. <laughs> you bring us, we like, um, sometimes people, and just remember this in life surround your people with, surround yourself with people that lift you up, right? That, uh, yep. bring you to be a better person. Do not surround yourself with people like us who bring you down to the degradation of the Paralyzed Panthers fans. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, my man is, he lifts me up. He lifts me up. And I, I do think that people have said this in the last couple of weeks. Is like these standalone calls. We should be like, we should make a Noah to, tick, uh, to Tepper TikTok channel. Just like make a, a channel Noah, where we put Noah's Noah, greatest Noah, you hits. should do it. You should do it, Noah. Like I mean, we'll we'll give you the I'll, I'll I'll go find the calls. I'll give them back. You know what I mean? You you send them. I think you need to make a TikTok channel. I'm not on TikTok, but I know that's where <laughs> um everybody is at. My kids yeah. are on. Everybody is on it. And that in fact, I just saw that TikTok had more hits than Google. How about that? Is that tick uh, more users than Google? That's insane. Yeah, I don't even know how that uh, even works. Just like YouTube and Instagram, a lot of people are making money on TikTok. But but I'm saying this is that Google, 
that there are more people who use TikTok than use Google. I saw an article the other day that said that. That's insanity. Like throughout the world. Surprise me, man. I was up. Dude, we need to get no. I think here is your channel, bro. Your TikTok. What do they call them, CK? Are they channels or that? What do they call them on TikTok? I mean, yeah, channels, page. page. I mean, yeah, anything really. Right. Uh, it should be like Dear Tepper. That's what it should be, and and it should be Noah dropping these joints, Dear Tepper, Dear David Tepper. Imagine that. You unplug um, yourself. Nope, can't hear you. Nope. Ah, uh, look what you did. Now who's the muted one? <laughs> <laughs> nope, still can't hear you. Oh, man. Let me finish Whoa. what Tony was saying. Noah needs to make his own TikTok. We will happily display these TikTok videos on the C3 podcast. Noah needs to be sending messages to David Tepper telling him what you've been telling us, man. Dude, I'm telling you, man, the power of the younger generation will change the Panthers' future. That's what we're believing in, dude. And, um, yeah, shout out to Noah, man. And, and I think whenever Noah calls in, it's, it's important for us to remember that there's a bunch of little Noahs out there. There's a bunch of Panthers kids out there who are no longer getting any kind of enjoyment from this Panthers football team, man. And it's sad. We want them to have something to hold on to. But sadly, there's just nothing. Nothing but dead air. Nope. And and not even any sound from, from Tony Dunn. Hey, you might need to come in. Yeah, go ahead, okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think uh, one of the things that uh, you know that that Noah kind of represents is you know is 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 the future of of the Carolina Panthers fan base and what Cam Newton brought was a lot of new young uh young fans to this team uh and unfortunately with the loss of Cam Newton the you know uh, the quarterbacks that were the main quarterbacks over the past 3 years Kyle Allen Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Darnold, um, we have found ourselves in a situation where you see this younger generation start to kind of tune out. Um, and that's the last thing you want to do. Um, for me, it was, uh, I remember it was similar. Like I, I kind of tuned out after the 2003 season, I was 13 years old and we just were kind of all right. We were all right. And then when it just kept on getting worse, I just, you know, I had other things to worry about. I wasn't super in, intrigued by it. And then, you know, we talk about Cam Newton coming back and rejuvenating the 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 franchise. That kind of brings uh, your energy levels back up. I think we're all experiencing, as we talked about, that apathy, um, you know, since you know, the last few weeks, even if not longer. Uh, and I think right now when you hear Noah calling in and expressing his distaste for uh, what we have going on with the team, it's just like, you know, like, you know Tony says, like everybody says, it's the pulse on the – uh, on oh, on what our, there he is. Uh, it's a pulse on where our Panthers uh, fandom in our future can be because I can tell you this much: if there's one thing that will get these Panthers to move is is when you lose the younger generation, and then you're going to have them go quickly over to a new uh, to a new team if you don't have that location moved. 
I think yep. that was the last call. Oh, she that. Me. Yep, I think that. Well, oh no, people still calling. How about that? They love y'all. They love Noah. I bet. I bet they're gonna call in. Let's get him in. Yeah, I'm, I'm a first time caller. My name is Joseph Cagle. What's up? And, oh, uh, what's up, Joseph? Some we, things that kind of bug me about this whole situation. Uh, I want to talk about why. I think Joe Brady got fired and things that we should consider that a lot of people's not talking about. And uh, I'll just leave it at that for now. We'll chat later, hopefully. Bye. All right. Um, actually, fantastic point, Joseph. Um, with something that we saw as um, a little bit as the Joe Person story came out and a lot of shade got thrown on uh the coaching st- on Matt Rule and it added credibility to our discussions and questions about this coaching staff. Mike Florio and Pro Football Talk came out with a story that said and they, it wasn't a story, but they were talking it was a story. I love this. They were talking about Joe Person's story. So they write they wrote an article about Joe Person's article. But one of the lines that they had was was uh Matt Rule hearing some kind of um or or feeling the pressure of potentially being fired mid season and worried that Joe Brady would be the interim coach appointed. And and to be honest here is I don't know if there's like credibility to the story, but we do know that you couldn't fire Matt Rule and promote Phil Snow. Like right. Phil Snow was going to do the like it's it's Matt Rule and Phil Snow yeah. for life. So it'd be Chase Blackburn. I don't even know if you can do Jeff Nixon. I mean and, and that that is where the logic sort of comes in here. Joe Brady's firing. What are your thoughts? Is there a about this in that uh, report. So look, you know, I know me and CK uh, disagree on on Joe Brady, but to me, this is further confirmation. Um, if if Matt Rule were to have been fired in the middle of the season, the guy who interviewed for head coaching jobs last season would have been the guy to be the interim head coach. Who so, else would have been right? Tell yeah, me one and, other name, Chase Blackburn. And again, the, now that from the article, we know that Matt Rule has final say on all football decisions. You know, we don't know this. And again, this is speculation saying that it might have happened. But what if Joe Brady was sitting there telling Matt Rule, hey, we need to get Christensen involved in the lineup. You know, we need to get Dante Brown involved in the lineup. What if he was pounding the table for some of the changes that needed to be made and then because he was the loudest dissenter, he was the one to get the axe, and it also made sure that he wouldn't be the head coach if Matt Rule was fired. I maintain, I know we were all really upset with Joe Brady, but just like I said about all the quarterbacks, they are set up to fail with this offensive line the way it is. He was never going to show you what kind of play caller he was when none of the quarterbacks were getting more than a second and a half to throw the football. So I believe it. I mean, especially stuff like that. 
I, it makes me double down and believe that stuff even more. CK, uh, thoughts you didn't like? Um, oh, I didn't. I, I still maintain Brady. my position with uh, with Joe Brady. I mean, I, I, I can argue the exact opposite um, with, you know, how do we know that Joe Brady wasn't the reason that Teddy Bridgewater was here? How do we know he wasn't the reason that they decided to go after Sam Darnold? How do we know he wasn't the reason that our offensive linemen weren't getting the reps at the positions that they were you know, needing to be. I mean, there's so many arguments to be had that we don't know, you know, any of the specifics about that. Um, I think that if I'm being quite honest, I think Matt Rule's firing of Joe Brady was, uh, you know, granted we all wanted it. I think it had more to do with the fact that um, something needed to be different. You know, David Tepper is looking at what the uh, the fan base is saying and saying, listen, we need to make a change. And that's something that was a conversation. And as much as they want to try to deny that, that's a conversation that they're having. So, I mean, I'm I'm at that point where I'm, like I said, I I think the the Matt Rule um, it was a mistake for him to let go of of Joe Brady. If I'm being quite honest with you, because as I mentioned earlier, it puts everything on his back, and now right. uh, there is yeah. no security blanket. So, um, if Matt Rule did fire Joe Brady because he was fearful that he was the only competent person that could take his job or would take his job. That would verify so much of Panthers Twitter talking shit about Matt Rule. Oh my gosh. If that's what he did. Like if he was that cut. Oh, I don't know what the right word would be for it. Like scared. That beta to it look as joe brady didn't do look joe brady deserved a ton of criticism but it turns out that joe brady and the entire staff deserve criticism yeah it's not just a joe brady right and so i don't want to absolve joe brady but i do think this is that again i, I think the best analogy i saw was the there's a lifeboat and there's too many people in it and we got to throw somebody out and, and they, the they threw Joe Brady out but it turns out and I'm worried about this not worried about this is that um actually I would say the irony about this is that people like Mel Mayock right people who argue that we should give Matt Rule another year, right? That we're overreacting. I think that's what they're really saying. Is that when you say you're calling for like it's like, no, trust the process, you're overreacting. You're calling to fire someone prematurely, which will set you back. That is their argument, right? Like yeah. if you fire Matt Rule today, then you gotta bring in a new staff, and then we're back to ground zero. It's gonna set you back. Well, then why did Matt Rule fire his own staff? He set us back. Yeah. He set himself back. So it's like, is that you tell us that we're panicking. You tell us that we are with our pitchforks at the gates calling for some a sacrifice. Then why did Matt Rule sacrifice Joe Brady then? And that's what I have continued to say is that if these guys really had it together, if Joe Brady and them are all straight, if Joe Brady was the next savant, 
if Rule had his shit together, then they wouldn't be. They would have just said this. Shit fucked up this year. We got five wins. We about to get it next year. So, but no, uh, he sacrificed. He did that. He pent. He threw somebody. He gave a sacrifice. So, uh, Joey Shervano, I guess he's the tennis coach at Baylor. He put out oh, this gosh, tweet. This is yeah, and so he put out Matt Rule is the real deal. The NFL is about coaching and finding a franchise quarterback. He's got the first part in droves and now has to solve the quarterback position. Not easy to do. I wouldn't bet against him. Who now, the fuck is if that? you're on Twitter. He is the uh, tennis coach for Baylor. Yeah, for Baylor. Now, uh, if you're on Twitter, everybody quote tweeted. Oh, it's awesome. Ripping this guy. Except Look for at 130 quote tweets. Except for this guy. Mel, Mel, he agrees with it 100%. Who is it? It's not Mel, Mel Mayock, is it? Yes, it is. Oh, really? Yeah, 100 <laughs> Like, my thing, like, I know, that's why I thought you would like, I had to show you that. Um, oh, my God. But, like, you that, the- my, what was your favorite one? Uh, there was this one. Oh, my God. This dude said this. So I put up this, you know, what do you, what was your response to this tweet? I know, Did I you, didn't even say anything. Dude, it, it was just so dumb. It's like, there's, you know, he says he has the first part in droves. The NFL is about finding, it's about coaching and finding a franchise quarterback. He says he has the first part in droves. Well, what about his coaching does he have in droves? Like he hasn't coached up this team to do shit this season. So, and why did he fire his own people if he is like if he is so confident what he's doing and this and that? Why are you you guys are talking shit to us about wanting to fire Matt Rule, but he fired someone because he was scared. Mm-hmm. So I just don't my this was uh let me see if I can share this. This was my response to this tweet. I did the quote share because they don't they don't come up as easy. I know. They're supposed to be sarcastic. Okay, let's see. It says this tweet is love serving 40. <laughs> Which in in tennis is means like that person's about to beat my ass. Like oh. zero versus forty. You know what I'm saying? I, like I got zero. Love means zero. And then the other thing is this somebody had the best tweet about this. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. And my, this guy said, um, this is like comparing <laughs> a, I, oh, all right. Anyway, um, I'll find it. I think oh, we got one more call. Let me find this tweet. Yo, what's up, guys? It's KPM here. Hey, uh, before I get into that, I just want to give a shout-out to Noah. Um, I I really do think, you know, the kid needs some recognition for his fanship for the team. Um, Not many kids, you see, um, have the knowledge of the NFL like they do. Or people. Like like this kid does. Like, honestly, when I'm willing to bet if I was about his age – I've probably still been eating animal crackers, but I have to give the kid some some recognition for that. And uh, the fact that, you know, he shows so much loyalty to the team. Um, I also wanted to 
give a thank you to you guys for having the show tonight and uh entertaining us with some with some comedic uh comedic points um had a few chuckles tonight and i know that's what we need right now especially with the hardships that we're going through with the team um also just wanted to say you know hang in there panther nation we got another week to go for off season so uh keep pounding and uh hopefully i'll be on the show next time i don't know well, come Keep on, man. Him, Appreciate and you, man. We got the Friday free-for-all when you're always welcome. And yeah. I was trying to find this guy's tweet. Yeah, yeah, so to everyone in here um, who would like to be a part of the show, every Friday at 7 p.m., we do the C3 Friday free-for-all where I post the link to the stream yard, and anyone who wants to come and join the show and be a part of the show can do that. Uh, you can come and talk Carolina Panthers. We have a fantastic time, man. We have a crew that continues to uh, come and hang out every Friday. And uh, it's been a great time, man, every Friday at 7 p.m. Uh, we didn't do one last Friday. I had the family over, but they will be here this Friday. It was New Year's Eve, man. I mean, come on. Give yourself a break. Yeah, that's right, man. It was New Year's Eve. Ultimately, that guy said this is uh, i've been trying to find the tweet and it was something to the effect of this is similar to saying um if i got a blind girl which i felt was funny because joe we got joey the blind panther and that was in a wheelchair which i also find funny because cody lash you know what i'm saying and then i oh i saw say, that and then it was like, if I tried to say that, what was it? He's got coaching in droves, but if he had something I, else. I might have liked it. Hold on. It know. was wonderful. It was the best. It was the best. Anyway, fun stuff. Fun stuff. We've talked about um, the Carolina Panthers now for three hours. Somehow. And somehow there have been so many people that have been a part of it. Imagine this is that I get to the point now when I look at the views, I'm like, Oh man, we only got a thousand, you know, I'm like, it is crazy, bro. That 142 people hung out with us all night. It's the craziest thing ever. Yep. And crazy. Awesome. Don't stop. Actually do whatever you want, but I hope you stay. Hope you stay, folks. Man, it was man. We've had so much fun. Uh, the Panthers suck. We have a lot to. I saw somebody chanting in the chat room. Talk about the draft. Talk about the draft. Don't worry. We have four months to oh, talk sure. about, talk the about draft. Draft. No, Don't worry, it's coming. It is. We are edging it. Um, I guess. Uh. Next week in the show, we'll have to talk about other teams going to the playoffs. We'll have to talk about... Uh, luckily, we won't have to talk about what, CK? The Panthers. <laughs> Thank God. At least the Panthers being a bad team. Thank God. Um, no, nah, but, but we'll still be fans. Noah, don't worry. Don't repaint your walls. Don't burn your sheets. We'll still be here, man. Being being angry is part of it. Being upset is part of it. Being happy is part of it. They say it's bittersweet, and there's a reason they say bittersweet, because one day it will be sweet. Um, This week, maybe not. 
The Panthers will. Ho- uh, are we on the road? Yeah. On the road. Tampa. Mm. Yep. All right. All right. There's no reason to talk about the game. Tomorrow night, we're going <laughs> to hang out with. Uh, <laughs> we're really like, there's no reason to talk about it. I mean, Tomorrow is there any chance ban- that we pull it out because they're playing backups? Yeah. They're, are they actually playing backups? Do we know that? Because I know, know that. that. But um, they're not going to get a uh, bye. They might get an extra home game, CK. Hmm. It means something to them, but not a ton. Like, so they have to win their first game, and then they might get an extra home game. But anyway, um, tomorrow night we'll hang out with uh, Gene Thomas from Buck What You Heard. So we'll figure out. We'll ask him about A.B. You know he's going to be so mm-hmm. mad when we lead the show off with that. <laughs> he's going to be so pissed. He's going to be no, like, I you mean, we're so. Super Bowl championship champions last year. We're on our way to the playoffs. And the first thing you want to ask me about is ABP signing on the way. Yes. Duh. It's the internet, homie. What else are we going to ask you about? Um, so we got the beat check tomorrow with Buck, what you heard, Gene Thomas. And the last part of the show is the ISO picks. I hope you guys got one. Oh, yeah, I do. I need a second, so give me one. Give me a second. All right, let me uh, make sure I got mine uh, all the way pulled up here. So, uh, CK, do you want to go first? you want me to go first? It's up to you. I, either way is fine. All right, so um, here, I'll, I'll let you go first because I'll pull up another one that's related to mine. All right, mine's going to be uh, a kind of a rolling... Um, I'll tell you a couple of things. Uh, I'll tell you the story behind why I'm saying this here in a minute. But, um, if you are someone who every year brings a new person to your family's holiday celebrations and expects them to be in our family photos every year, um, (laughs) like you're, you're wrong, right? (laughs) You're wrong for that. Um, so that's been the case for somebody in my family. Um, they always have a new person that they bring every, and a lot this of is times your best ice up so far. Ever. So, and, and so if you have, if you, so basically, um, this person in my family will bring a different person to Thanksgiving and a different person <laughs> just literally a month later to, to Christmas. Um, <laughs> And it's 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 gotten to a point where it's like habitual, and so if you're somebody, I can't who wait that, to be in your uh, Easter picture. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> if uh, you know, it, it's so to kind of give you some guys some background. This person is uh, has been a um, has been uh, in a dark spot in their life, you know, over the past few years, and they they their entire existence is based on who they're with as opposed to themselves being able to have a per, you know, be by themselves. And so they, they, they find a way to never be alone. And, uh, this time, and Did the reason say he or her, this is, uh, this is a, her and, uh, the oh, people yeah, that I'm she totally brings are hers as well. Then. I'm totally in your Easter. <laughs> no, no, the people that she brings are also hers. <laughs> every time yeah. not even a, oh, no no and nah. uh and well, so happy be- easter <laughs> yeah because of that they uh they end up you know so my uh, she she ends up getting like super depressed and and all this stuff 
So we literally found out, and uh, I'll just tell you guys, it's my sister. And um, I found out by a Facebook post that she got married over the weekend to one of these people. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, and so I was going to ice that up, but I know there are plenty of people out there probably that exist that were, that got married, um, on a whim with nobody from their family at the reception. And it turned out perfectly fine for the relationship. Um, so I'm not going to ice that up, but I am icing up the fact that when you're somebody who has that type of personality where you bring a new person to all the, like, it's, you can bring a new person. Don't Look get me wrong. Comment, man. The chat room is always the best. <laughs> <laughs> so just like if you're gonna bring them don't pull them into every family photo that's my biggest thing is like what i'm sitting there like having to take the photo of the the family photo and i'm just like i'm like all right everybody get in and shane's like come on over here and i'm like no <laughs> what are you talking about i'm not gonna have i'm gonna have to edit this person out because like late like we're gonna have to have this nice family photo and uh and it's just anyway it's it's a problem anyway um i saw people who do that i saw t drinks 19 with my favorite night because you should just hang those pictures all over the house for the next holiday when she comes in so there's be 27 pictures of you for things oh my gosh what a great comment all right uh Last name, Cody. Last name, what's yeah? So, my eyes up. I'm great. Man, my cheeks hurt from that comment, dude. So, oh, uh, gosh, walking off the football field, and fans damn near collapse right on top of them, right? But funny is how fast they're going to pitch you, like, oh, yeah, the MS is going to your face. Yeah, no problem. Hey, let me get some pictures with you. Hey, that's cool. But that's not even the funniest part. Jalen Hurts uh, actually wrote the the stadium with the grievance about it. But this is how the stadium decided to fix it. They put zip ties over the (laughs) railing to prevent anyone from ever falling through again, dude. You literally can't make this shit up. This is why people want Dan Snyder out as the uh, owner of the Washington football team. I think it's hilarious. You just can't make that shit up. And fuck it. Just put some zip ties. Dude, I love it. By far the worst stadium in the entire NFL, by the way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So uh, to whoever's idea this was, yeah, ice up, son. All right. Um, hmm. I guess my ice up pick will part goes is to going back to work. Right. It's like I've been on vacation. Like, so I, I teach. Will not tell you why, because y'all bitches will try to get me fired. And you can probably Google it and find it. So <laughs> fire me. Who cares? I don't care. Um, no, nah, I mean, it sucks going back to work. You know what I'm saying? It's like two weeks or 13 days. You know what I mean? Like, you I mean, you ain't been to work for a minute. It, it stinks going back to work. Mm-hmm. So you wake up, you get you get all your stuff together. You mean you do everything right. You know, go to work. Well, we have this uh, thing at work where, like, we all have to pitch in for this uh, advising center. 
And because of COVID, um, you can only have five people in there at a time that are working. Right. But there is like 40 or 50 people that have to work over these two days. It's just, it's walk-in registration. So you have to work one, I had to work this small time in this general center today helping these people. No problem. I love helping people, man. I love like, man, like, yeah, we'll do I will help you get your classes or do any of that. The problem is this. There's a sign up sheet like where we sign up and we have to pick our hour that we're going to work on top of our regular work day. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to work our work day, but it's like this is going to be our time that we're going to be doing this. We have to go to this place and do this. Mm-hmm. Well, there are more people than there are slots. Right? So you Ultimately is this, is that there are these, there's three types of people. There are the people that are the super planners like my wife who will sign up on the first moment. Like they get that email and they're the first people to sign up. That's my wife. That's not me. Right. Those people signed up before we left for our break. Because they sent the email, like the sign-up sheet, like the day before we leave. So it's the last day. You're putting in grades. You're like, man, I ain't trying to worry about this. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, but some people are like this. So they get these good hours. Like the best. The ones they want. And then there's this second group of people who are competent at their job and have, you know, like, we're going to do whatever we got to do. Like, well, yeah, we'll do it. Like, I'm going to do my hour. Like, I'll find it. And then we get the crap hours. And then there's this third group of people, which I really am secretly. I'm this secret group, but I just don't want to lose my job. I don't want to get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like, at that point, like, I'm care about my mortgage too much to be this openly who wait for all of us to sign up and then there are no more slots and they don't have to do it it sucks that's working harder not that's working smarter not harder it's not working smarter yeah it's working (laughs) it's like this it's like oh man i'm like god i gotta do this and they're just laughing they don't work beside the dean. They work in a different building. Out of sight, out of mind. Anyway, screw y'all jokers who are ballsy enough to do what we all want to do. I say. Or commend them. No, I'm not commending nobody. I ain't put, I'm putting no. No. It's like I told, I wrote my <laughs> boss. I said this. I ain't complaining about this. I'm a team player. But damn, why do I got to be the motherfucker that got <laughs> <laughs> anyway i didn't have a better ice up about anything other than i went back to work today that one sucked ice up that uh there you go. it's the c3 panthers podcast brought to you by carolina cat chronicles.com if you listen to this podcast for three hours and realize you can google my name and maybe get me get me fired <laughs> 
that is kind of awesome. I would say this. You have listened more than my own students have. So God bless you. Actually, don't God bless you. Please don't try to do that. That's mean. That would be mean. Anyway, um, Tuesday night, 9 p.m. We've been here for nine freaking years. Nine freaking years. Um, it's been a tough season, but we coming back. We coming back strong with Matt Fool. I hope not. But anyway, this Panthers podcast will rule. 252-228-5098. Call in for the show. We have uh, the beat check tomorrow night. We've got uh, Gene Thomas hanging out from Buck What You Heard. Um, we had a great post game this past week. Tony was livid. I was passionate. I'm usually not. I was angry. Somebody in the chat said they love, they like the angry professor. Anyway, uh, so we've been doing our thing. We're trying to keep it up. Cody Lashney, my wheel man, my right hand man, my co-host, my dude. Thank you so much for what you've given throughout this season to this podcast. Tell them what you got. Dude, you know, I'd love to do it. Love to be a part of this C3 community. Listen, man, I want everyone to check us out. You know, we'll be here tomorrow. But on Friday at 7 p.m., as I mentioned before, the Friday free for all, you can come and join the show. Be a part of the show. Uh, I'll post the link to the stream yard. And uh, we have a fantastic discussion every Friday. We have a really nice round table going. And um, find me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. C-K? Uh, yeah, you can find me on uh, all social media platforms. I haven't been streaming as much. But if you guys are ever interested in watching some games, uh, go tune in to Facebook Gaming, uh, Codizzle Allen over there. I got this VR hooked up, so I'm probably going to start streaming some VR content. If can you guys you are stream interested. VR? Yeah, dude. How'd you figure that out? Well, you can cast it. There's a couple of ways. You can cast it to your PC, or you can actually use it and connect it to your PC to where you're playing the games directly on your PC. Uh, and it just you could easily just set it up as a screen capture at that point. It's pretty easy. Um, either way, I mean, there's multiple ways of doing it, cool. but cool. yeah, it's uh, it's not too difficult. Uh, I want to thank everybody in the chat room, man. Y'all are amazing. Uh, you have helped me through this season. We'll be back here tomorrow night for the beat check. We will drop uh, debate my take on Thursday, Friday, the Friday free for all. And on Sunday, the hopefully the Panthers beat down later. Take us out of here. Cody. Until next time, Panther Nation, keep pounding. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.